Welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Tonight we have Hilly, Teabag, and Perk, and we are all joining you from outside on separate patios and decks. And Hilly's got our three-point rundown for us. <laughs> That's Dex, D-E-C-K. But the three-point rundown for tonight would be uh, <laughs> the... Uh, I had genuinely come out my notes. We're going to cover the NBA draft. You know, touch base on the MLB we haven't done much of. And uh, as of right now, the uh, Indiana Hoosiers are one four on the uh, NBA draft pick. So uh, we're going to touch base on all that and also get into a few other things. I'd say uh, some interviews that happened today we might discuss. So we'll go from there and see what happens. Alright boys, yes that was deck. Like the uh <laughs> the woods. Well that doesn't really clarify that right yeah. now. <laughs> no. Uh right. sitting on decks. Okay, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> some of us bigger than the others. Perk's like I'm on a patio, bitches. I don't know what's going on. Uh he's sitting there with his duvet. <laughs> Oh. All right, so let's talk. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, and the other one. Yeah. All right, so tonight we have the uh, the draft lottery. Uh, I'm going to yeah, go ahead. Yeah, time out. I, I got to interrupt you, and you may be able to do this, but I think there's some people out there that may not understand how this lottery works. So maybe, maybe if we kind of, Given the down down version, and you know the whole ping pong ball, and the I know there's a few guys that didn't understand it that I've talked to. So maybe all right, so I'm not I'm not a, I'm not 100 percent sure how all the percentages work in the lottery, um, but it's pretty much based upon your record uh, throughout the season, and um, you know some teams make trades here and there, uh, you know, like the New Jersey Nets made a trade for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett uh, to the Celtics, and that's why the Celtics were able to get such a high draft pick this year, because it was based upon the Nets record, um, but what it is, is it's the top, or actually the bottom 15 teams of uh, of the league are put into a lottery, and based upon your win-loss percentage uh, is determined what kind of percentage you chance you get into the lottery. And then they pull out the ping-pong balls in whatever order they come in. That's the order that you're going to draft. Um, that's kind of the – that's the way I look – that's the way I've always understood it. Uh, Perk, if you have anything else you want to add into that, or Hilly, if there's anything you want to add in as well. No, I think that sounds about right. I mean, it you know it goes off your your record and all that, and then obviously right. Celtics. That one's kind of a, a weird situation. But they just kind of like you were talking about with trades and all that, and they didn't go after after him by the deadline. Um, it's it's just one of those things because you always hear about um, oh this team got this pick from this this team in right. the lottery because they swapped something the year before. So it's just, it's like any other draft. You know, you're just trading stuff. Just yeah. 
So that's one scenario. Like, for instance, like that with the Celtics, you know, the Nets traded them two two picks, and so based upon the Nets' record, uh, it determined where the Celtics are going to pick this year. And then there's a second type of trade that can happen on draft, and this one happens on draft day, where like the the teams can trade draft picks uh, for any reason they want, really, and. I know in the past it's been where like the a team will pick a player and then trade him to the team because they have some kind of agreement, contractual agreement or whatever. Um but the lottery is the top or like I said, the bottom fourteen teams in the league and they uh draw their names with a ping pong ball and it's kind of a big deal. They have like a representative for each team show up uh for lottery night. And, uh, they kind of do, I, I'm not sure if it's on TV still, I'm sure it is. Uh, but they kind of picked a lot, the ping pong balls and, and, uh, the Celtics drew the number one pick, uh, with the, with their lottery pick, or with their ping pong ball. And I think this is like maybe the second time that the team with the highest odds has won the lottery. You say like 6% or something like that, wasn't it? What was that? What was the number? I think it was like 26%. Yeah, it, it was up there. Yeah, it was up there. It, and there's a lot of controversy. Like, people think that there's like, uh, that it's rigged and all this because, uh, back, uh, when Kobe was drafted, like, they had the, the worst odds and got the number one pick. Like, so there's a lot of, a lot of controversy, a lot of conspiracy about it. Um, it's interesting to kind of sit and read about all the different stuff about the lottery uh, draft, but um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, Hilly, you have anything you want to add to that, or no? You covered it. All know. right. So I'm gonna run down the uh, the lottery picks, all 14 picks. Um, now, if that explanation didn't kind of uh, confuse people enough. Uh, the Kings actually have two picks. So, um, wh- whenever I talk about the, the Kings, both of their picks, clearly that they came from, uh, previous trades. Uh, and I believe these, tr- these, one of them came from, uh, this year whenever they got rid of DeMarcus Cousins. Um, so, the, uh, I'll start with four- 14. Uh, so the number 14 pick will go to Miami Heat. Um, so that, that could be, uh, that could be right around where OG and Anobi's going. Um, the Heat kind of are in need of a lot of different things. Um, but, uh, they have the 14th pick and I think that would be a good fit for OG. Uh, but, you know, that's just kind of my own, uh, personal opinion. Uh, then we have the 13th, uh, the, uh, the Nuggets, Denver Nuggets. Uh, 12 is the Detroit Pistons. Then we have 11, uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, 10 is Sacramento Kings. 9 is Dallas Mavericks. 8 is the New York Knicks. 7, Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, 6, Orlando Magic. The 5, Sacramento Kings again. Number 4 is the, uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, number three is Philadelphia 76ers, which I feel like the 76ers are always 
in the lottery. They're always at least <laughs> yeah. in the top five. And they still can't do shit. The number two pick is going to go to the Lakers, and then uh, number one is going to the uh, the Celtics. And I've heard a lot of reports um, that uh, the Lakers are getting calls to trade D'Angelo Russell. And I've also seen reports where uh, the Celtics are are thinking about uh, trading out their pick uh, for someone of the likes of Paul George or uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, someone of that caliber of player. Uh, I've also read that uh, the Lakers are expected to take uh, Lonzo, and LeVar Ball comes out and says, uh, the Lakers will make the playoff next year if they draft Lonzo. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, boys, that's not the stupidest thing he said today. No. Just stay in your lane. Amen. <laughs> stay Perk, in your lane. Perk, you wanna you wanna touch a little bit on on uh on Lonzo and what he had to say on, on Cowherd today? Man, I think so from previous episodes you guys know how much I hate this kid, this guy. I, I despise him, <laughs> and I don't even know the guy. But some of the shit that he says and does and the way he acts drives me bonkers. But today, he took it to another level, man. Like, here's the problem. If Christine Leahy is a guy, this doesn't really get brought up. But considering the fact that she's a woman and he spoke to her the way that he did is, I mean, I don't know if you guys caught, um, uh, what's the Jason Whitlock and Colin Cowherd show later on that day. Speak for yourself. Oh yeah. Colin, yeah. Colin kind of laid it out there and he was like, you know, he took her side and she was upset. She was visibly upset. You could tell just in her voice when she was talking, that it really bothered her. It was just a disrespectful move to anyone, but the fact that it was a woman, it just magnified it by 100%. I mean, telling her to stay in her lane and that he wasn't going to talk to her and she wasn't basically on his level, and then to threaten her to say, you know, you just see what happens if you keep it up. I mean, really? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know what? I think uh, Colin was just making good TV. I noticed a couple times I interviewed when I watched it where she looked at Colin like, "Are you gonna fucking say something to this dude?" <laughs> right. He's just like, you know, we're we're trying to make TV. You know, he's like, uh, you know, it's good TV, and I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Okay, with everything you just said, you disrespect her. I I agree with that. But I'm going to be on the other end of the spectrum when I say this. Everything LeVar Ball has said to this point in time, no matter how fucking crazy it is or anything, is all lining up. If you look at it, the Lakers are set up making in the second pick. It may excel his shoe company. Like, the dude, okay, as ignorant as this dude is, and as crazy and psychotic he sounds, everything that, that he is saying and doing ignorantly is now lining up to happen. 
I mean, think about that. Think about that for a well, second. Well, you know what they always down. say is, like, no news is bad news when it comes to that That's stuff. Right. You know, and he's he's definitely in the news. And, and I I completely agree with you with that, on that aspect of it. It's like, okay. yeah, you know, it has, he's getting has, himself out there, he's getting his son out there. But at the same time, you got to have some kind of accountability. You know, does Colin Cowherd even even have him on his show if he's not a stupid fuck? That's you know what I'm question. Right. Everything, everything was dying down. You didn't hear a thing about him for at least a couple weeks. And now Colin has come on, and it's a like a last-ditch effort to be like, man, I got to you know, stir the waters up again, and I got to do this and that. And when, when she spoke to him, it was like, that was his opportunity because Colin the whole time, Colin comes out and says, hey, I'm, I'm a supporter of yours. I'm this and that. Like, he was trying to reach for the truth if there was any in it. And she was on the opposite side of the spectrum. And when he comes on, like, why do you have to, why do you have to interview this man? Like, and nobody has for the past couple of weeks. Now, all of a sudden, bam, everybody's talking about how fucking sexist and, you know, a fucking... You know, piece of shit he is now, and now he's back in the news. I mean, so now you're, I agree with I would agree with you, Hilly, on on everything that you're saying as well. And so there's two points that I want to bring up. Point number one is yes, he he completely disrespected this woman, and the question that she asked wasn't even something that was disrespectful or degrading in any way she was just like how many pairs of shoes have you sold like that's a legitimate question and because you all know that number's been out there like 500 but it's really about 20 right so but if you notice he doesn't even like turn and acknowledge her he doesn't like make eye contact with her and he's just downright dirty and disrespectful to her now so that's one point that i wanted to make you know, kind of what she was saying wasn't something that was negative or anything. Like, it was just a common question. But that was that was his way to explode. Right. You know what I mean? That was and, so, yeah. And, and my second point is, you know, and I know, and Perk knows, that he's in the wrong. But there are some sick dudes out there that will 100% agree with what he did and what he says because there's just – there's ignorant and, and disgusting people out there that are going to be like, oh, yeah, that chick, she needs to stay in her lane. You know there's going to be those people out there that that are going to say that and, and feel that yeah, way. Yeah, she needs to be pregnant, barefoot, get back in the kitchen. Right, exactly. Up. You know that there's those yeah. sexist people oh, out yeah. there that, that agree and think of him, think the same way of him. And, you know, and, and I don't know if you all caught it, but towards the end of that, she was like, so – so you don't want women to buy your product. And he just kind of, like, kept blowing it off. <laughs> and, you know, I mean. And she made a good point with that. She was like, you know, that's who your market is because who buys shoes? Well, it's not right. the 16-year-old right. kid. Where's he going to get that money? He's going to get it from mom and dad. Right. And, you know. Right. How many women do you see in like, a pair of Right. But they're the ones Tons that are purchasing for these kids, you know. And that's a that's right. a point that she was right. making. And he was just like, "Screw that, yeah. whatever." Sixteen year olds will get five hundred bucks somehow, <laughs> right? <laughs> if they're big ballers, because yeah, they're big ballers, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, her whole thing was like, 
I don't want to wear a shirt that says Big Baller on it. And he's like, well, we're not marketing it to you. And she's like, wait, what? So, yeah. yeah. It was uh, – that I think what, what he did today, I think, was put the final nail in the coffin as to never getting his son a Nike contract or an Under Armour or a Reebok. I think he totally just shut that off yeah. because now – they look at it as, oh, we can't be associated with somebody that is so sexist and so against women. You know, and they, they can't they can't publicize for that. So, or you know, <laughs> you know, with it. So, yeah, I think he just whatever bridge he had left in that aspect, I think he just shot it in the foot. Yeah. Well, and you also I, see where he came yeah. out and said that if somebody does want one of those shoe companies want them, that it's going to be three billion now. Yeah, like exactly. Here's another thing too that, that stuck out to me and not to get away from the shoe topic or the whatever. But did you listen to the interview when he said Yeah, Lonzo went to play with his brothers without me knowing? He's like, he's out there playing without me knowing. Like I don't need you spraining something for me. He's like, it's it's our time. I'm like, no, motherfucker, it's your son's time. <laughs> you had your time, and you <laughs> and you averaged two points <laughs> a game. <You're laughs> it's like, dude, if that dude wants to go play a shoot around with these brothers, like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, don't be like, well, this is oh, it's my time. You don't need to do that behind my back. Like, I'm guessing by those comments that come into the draft or whatever, he may have announced this. I don't know. I don't follow him, but I'm guessing that LeVar Ball is going to be Lonzo's agent. Oh, I think they've already talked about that. that. It may be. I haven't followed him. I don't know. Just the bullshit like that. The dude's not even an NBA player yet. You know, it's like, so to say shit like that and be like, I don't control him. I don't control him. He makes his own choices. Saying like, okay, Colin said if Boston wants to take you the first pick, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, that's a compliment. I'll tell him, you know, they got good insight on players. Like, no, motherfucker, your son's going to go play in Boston because at that point, like, you don't have a choice. Right, that's how it you works. Know, like, what you, well, what are you going to do? Technically, he does have a choice because he could hold out and not sign. And do what? Become a free agent? Hope somebody picks no. you up? He, no, he just no. has to hope you know that I mean? they don't, they, they release the rights to him and, or get yeah, a trade. He, I mean, they're not just going to give up a number one. I mean, if the Celtics take, would take him and he refuses to sign, then the Celtics either have to trade him which that's a possibility. They're not going to release him because that means they just yeah. lost the number one pick. Right. You know, or they're going to be like, you know what? Well, you're not playing then. If you decide you want right. to play, let us know. Yeah. yeah. See, I think I think Lonzo and uh, – or not Lonzo, Lazar and uh, Matthew out in L.A. have already talked. I think they've talked. And I don't think Brad Stevens – not understand Brad Stevens doesn't make the final decision, but you've got the best coach in the East. and. Brad Stevens doesn't want anything to do with that. Brad Stevens is a, a like a hard nose, a play hard type of coach, and and he doesn't want to deal with that. Shit. 
they're not going to take him. I, I can see him taking Fox or the dude from Kansas, the Josh, uh, whatever his name, or the kid from Washington. Like, they're not well, going to take is who they're Fultz. Take, But here's the thing. They don't need a point guard. No. They're, they're going to trade They yeah. have a point guard. They're so, going to trade it. I don't think he goes. I think they and, trade it for Butler or, or Paul George. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, I hate to see Paul George go, but Markel Folks coming to I coming to the Pacers. I don't hate it. As long as it's he, not long yeah, ball. But... <laughs> well, we can all Didn't we cover that a few episodes ago too? That was like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we all had he completely looped her at bag. I'm sorry. Completely looped it around to where we were like, yeah, 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 this could work out, and this could work out. And he was like, yeah, make it pick up long, long ball. ball. We're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost yeah. hung up there. <laughs> hey, boys, that's, uh, that's podcast hosting right there. <laughs> that's exactly I thought you were right. getting ready to say that. Wait, his fucking turn. No, no. Uh, I, hey, I can't steal his tagline, man. I can't still cook this tag Maybe we need to get maybe we need to get Grandma Hill on and she can come up with a tagline. Yeah, shout out to Grandma Hill. <laughs> she's like our biggest reporter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, I think she just earmuffed it around the F bombs. Yeah, dude. Okay. Funny story. Okay, you thought it. I real quick story, and then I got a thing about this whole basketball thing, but uh. Guy come up to me today. Same guy. He listens all the time, and you know, real good guy. He needs to be on the show one time. But uh, he says, "What did you guys talk about last episode?" Well, like I was so fucking hungover that Monday. Yeah, I'm like, uh, well, uh, we <laughs> talked to. Uh, I know. I was like, man, you just have to listen to it. I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm like, like, I'm not giving you a teaser. Like, I can't remember. Yeah, I was like, I can't remember shit that he <laughs> about. But, yeah, he was the one. But anyway, okay, hear me out. You're in the East. Paul George gets traded to the Celtics for a ground pick to the Pacers. Okay. Works out good for the Pacers, this and that, whatever. But does Paul George going to Boston beat LeBron James every year in the you know, the playoffs, I don't I don't see that happening. I don't think it happens. Well, I mean, well let's, let's let's do this. Look at what Boston's doing right now. And yep. let's let's put let's put a dominant three with uh a decent big man game and uh awesome point guard. Now the only thing I mean the only thing I see as being a downfall is Paul George and Isaiah Thomas are going to have to battle for points, like because they're both, you know, scoring mentality kind of guys. Um, but no, man, I think you team up him with. Granted, I don't want to see him leave, but you team him up with Isaiah Thomas with some decent big men. I think they're unstoppable. I think Isaiah Thomas and. Uh, uh, Paul George together could could do some some tough things, and that's what I've always said about the Pacers is we've got to get a point guard who can work with Paul George 
And, you know, when they when they picked up Teague, I was like, hey, man, maybe this could work out. And it wasn't the, the magic that I was expecting it to be. Um, but I don't know. I think I think those two could work good together and, and potentially give um, give uh, LeBron a run for his money. Now it's funny that you bring that up because uh, the Nets, the whole reason that they went and traded these picks to Boston to get uh, Kevin uh, Garnett and um, Paul Pierce was, what do you think the reason they wanted those two guys? to knock off LeBron James. And well, yeah, the, the, the Nets never could do it. And it's just kind of ironic that the two picks that they traded could potentially end up uh I can't remember who they picked up last year, but it was it was somebody decent and and um that's a contributor. Um but uh that and then with this pick on top of it could end up being the the team that dethrones LeBron and the Cavs in the East, which is exactly what the Nets were trying to do when they made the trade to begin with. So it's kind of ironic, you know, you you think you think about that. They picked up those two guys who have uh both retired since then. Um but these picks are coming through and could potentially you know, whether they take the pick or trade it, either way, uh, you know, that these picks could potentially uh be what the throne um, LeBron in the Cavs, and I think it's kind of ironic to to see that play out like that. Okay, and with you saying that, I agree with you there, but you talk about ironic, and let's see what your guys' take is on this. So I've thought about this all day. Okay. As of right now, now obviously they're playing each other, but looking back from preseason or whatever it was, you know, middle of the season, as of right now, Boston was the only chance of knocking the ground off in the playoffs. Now, how much of this do you think is NBA commission, the NBA gurus and the big dogs are like, man, let's put this together to line up, and let's put this together to line up, too. Let's get Boston a first-round pick. You know, obviously they had to trade. I understand that. But they put themselves in the position to be in the first round or the first overall pick. How much of that do you think is like? How interesting would this be next year if we could if they could draft this or trade this or we could sell more tickets? Like, I just think it's too ironic what you're talking about for this stuff to just happen with pure faith well and just so so. Here's what I here's what I think about that. Is it possible that the NBA is rigged and all that? Yeah, I mean, I guess. But if I'm the NBA commissioner and I have LeBron James in my league, that dude is probably the most popular athlete in the world. If not, oh, hands at, down. at least the most popular basketball player in the world. Why yeah, Why yeah. would you not want that guy to be in your NBA Finals every single year? You know what I mean? Because, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, and Perk, you can attest for this with with the little Perk being a big fan, but I think more people love to hate LeBron. No, I think that's more adults. I think that's more just us. 
I think it's it more may be. It, it, guys like us. It may, it may be, but I think people get more enjoyment out of watching LeBron fail. Okay, like, this is the thing. Okay, like, little perks. You've been watching, you've been, to, hey, you've been listening to the two, hey, you've been listening to too much Barstool, man. <laughs> Yeah, I got you, I got you, but I'm just trying to be the other side of this. Like, all the kids love LeBron, okay? And you, yeah. But you look at this, and nobody has a reason to hate him. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I don't like that, dude. I don't like, like, but why don't I like him? <laughs> because he's good? Because they swept the Pacers four games in a row? Like, I mean, and My whole like, thing goes know, back to the coffee. <laughs> I, I, the whole coffee thing. <laughs> I just think I like you till this. Yeah, yeah. I just think you know, at the end of the day, whatever. It's I think the NBA is going to put players and put teams. Like okay, I don't. Let's talk about New Orleans for a minute. And you talk about oh, what's his name? Uh, David Unibrow that come from Kentucky. Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah, and and. And Colin kind of hit on this a little bit today and made a good point. Anthony Davis will never make the playoffs because he will never leave the Pelicans. You know what I mean? So, like, why would the NBA focus on that? Like, let's not focus on this dude. Let's focus on this dude that's going to make it and try to make teams around him. Yeah, because he's good, but he's not good players. enough to do it by himself like a LeBron. Is. No, no. Exactly. And, and I mean, that is exactly look. right. He had Eric Gordon with him for a while, and Eric Gordon's a – I mean, hell, they were – they made a deep run in this year's playoffs. But, granted, he wasn't the, the guy. You know, I mean, Harden was the guy. I I just don't think that – Smoked some weed in the second half, but yeah. I don't think the NBA has that kind of control over the owners. Um, now – Granted, you have some owners in the league who should think the way that you're talking about, but they don't. I mean, right. at the end of the day, they're, hey, we're putting butts in seats. I'm making billions of dollars, and it is what it is. You know, some of these owners aren't thinking, what do I have to do to win? You know, it, their, okay. their, bottom, their bottom line is, what do I have to do to make money? This is this okay. is all sport, but, but listen to this. Do you remember a few years back when they they? I mean, they've talked about this with baseball. There's owners that intentionally do not have winning teams because it's more profitable for them to not. Because oh, absolutely. The better your team, exactly. like, The more you have to pay players. Exactly. If your team exactly. is just average, oh and, yeah. Like people are still going to come to the game. People, you're still going to make money. And you don't have to pay all these players as much. It's the same thing, somewhere. you know. I mean, think about – I know Utah was decent this year, but think about the Jazz. What else do they have? What other professional teams do they have? Unless it's soccer no. or hockey, I don't know about it. So right. for, the, right. for the Utah Jazz to be – I mean, to be a, a contender blew me away because they're one of those markets that – Hey, no matter what, they're gonna probably suck after the whole Carl Malone years and John Stockton years because they don't have to have those uh big time names out there, just like you're saying. Because those owners are gonna make their money regardless. So why go out and pay a Gordon Hayward uh 
max deals to stay. That's why Gordon Hayward's going to leave after this year. Because they don't want to pay. That's, exactly. That's why George Hill's not going to want to stay there after this year. Granted, George Hill's probably not going to get a max deal, but he's going to probably try to get more money than what he got this, you know, this last time. So yeah, no, that's 100% baseball, football, all the sports do that shit. Okay, okay. But with that being said, I'm going to back up my point here as I get another beer. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to hang on to this. Okay, and we're talking about the NBA not having a hand in shit and not having... Okay, so let me ask you this. Tom Brady has been a top... Not to get off the basketball subject, but Tom Brady has been a top the AFC since he fucking graduated Michigan, it seems like. But No, it, I wouldn't say that because he was six-round draft, well, man. Well, he didn't come you know right saying, in. Though. I got you. Ever uh, since he was, you know ever since saying. he's been relevant, he's been the top of it. Right. I got you there, but not ever since he came right. in from Michigan. I can't back you on that. Well, I mean, also I'd say I'm six foot on the roster, but I'm like five seven. So anyway, but okay, here's. Well, the I thing. heard Tom Brady died from walking under a ladder and breaking <laughs> a mirror too. So <laughs> choking out a cat. Yeah, I heard that too. But anyway. <laughs> Let's say for the first <laughs> time in what, what, whatever, whatever years, whatever years it may be, that's irrelevant, doesn't matter. Let's say for the first time in, let's say, five years that the Indianapolis Colts have had a pick or had a draft or had a whatever that have put them in position to beat Tom Brady, okay? New England Patriots and Tom Brady, let's say they come to Indianapolis, and they have the potential. They are, let's say, they're both undefeated in the fifth week, five and zero. Oh, we want to watch what happens. Or they're seven and zero. Oh, it doesn't matter. That place is going to be fucking packed. Oh, absolutely. So with that point being made. Now, do you not think that Boston has a little bit of help in being like their only chance to knock LeBron off? Because I'm going to say it. I'm not. I just, it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to say it. LeBron is the best player in the NBA and has been for a while, will be probably for the next three to possibly four years, whenever he peaks or, you know, hits his downfall, whatever. If Boston is the only chance to knock LeBron out of the playoffs, you don't think the NBA has a little bit of hand in that to be like, well, so push a ping pong ball that right. way a little bit. And so that kind of circles that circles our whole conversation back around to what we talked about to begin with. Yeah, I've been holding that in since you guys went off on a tangent. <laughs> but that but that goes back to the whole ping pong lottery conspiracy. Um Right. It, is there some conspiracy? I believe I believe if, if the NBA commissioner in the league is going to make some kind of uh, impact on the league, that's where they influence it, is in the lottery. Right. And, yeah, right. I mean, do you think that the Lakers grabbing the second spot is a coincidence, too? I mean... In a way, in a way, in a way, yes and no, because... I think uh, the money they have coming in, but 
you know, I agree with what you're saying. You can't say yes or no. I'm not trying to sound like a fucking nut job, but I'm just trying to look at it from the other the other realm of it. But if you look at what the NBA could possibly have a hand in, this is the only spot. This is the only window they could have open for opportunity. So you but shut down the conspiracy the theory and you do the ping pong ball draw live. Why not do that? How much more interesting would it be? You would have more viewers uh, tune in right. because they're watching these ping pong balls go through this tube. They do it in the freaking lottery shows on TV. No. I thought it was live. No, they don't That's draw the ping I'm pong balls live. No, they they bring out those cards and they re- reveal them like that. The ping pong shit takes place in the back beforehand. So nobody ever sees these ping pong balls. That's right. That's there. why well, it's such a big deal. You know, it's like, why not just, look, I mean, right. seriously though, like think about the NFL draft, how popular it is, how many people watch it. Can you imagine if they actually held this lottery and had the ping pong thing sitting out there and went kind of down from 14 to whatever, and they're, yeah. you know, and like your right. team's still in it? It's, it's excitement. It's TV. Yeah. Why not yeah. tap yeah. into this? Right. Now, Hilly, I think you kind of took my comment the wrong way. I said, I said, do you think that the Lakers getting the second spot was uh, a coincidence? So I'm agreeing with you that it, I think it could be a conspiracy because going, going back to what you're saying about the Celtics, yeah, you're right. If the Celtics are the only team in the league that can, can possibly knock the, uh, Cavs out of the Eastern Conference Finals, I, I agree with you there. But also, if if I'm going, if if the NBA does have control over this, why wouldn't they give the Lakers the second pick? I mean, think about it. We are we are talking about uh, Lonzo going to the Lakers number two, and you knew they weren't going to get the number one pick because, right. first of all, I think that. I just think it all plays into the storyline of, of Lonzo, and he wants to be the number two pick. He doesn't want to be the number one pick because he wants to be the guy like, hey, y'all slept on me. You didn't take me number one. Look at what I'm doing. I think that's his whole mentality. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. If there's a conspiracy in the NBA, that's where it's at, is right. in those ping pong balls. And like Perk saying, hell, I thought they did it live on TV. Clearly, I don't watch the lottery. Um, because I think it's, I can, I can barely bring myself to watch NBA games that aren't playoff games and that aren't Pacer games. So, um, to watch the NBA being some ping pongs around, I, I I can't do it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me add to that because I agree with you, but let me add this. You got the West, Golden State dominates the West. Okay. Yeah, okay, Kawhi got hurt for whatever, whatever it is. Okay, gotcha. But Golden State was coming out of the West. Okay, right. I think we can all agree on that. Right. But look at the East. The East well, I think we all did problem, agree right? on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> but the East, the East is where your milk and honey is at. It's where your, your, your bread, you know. It, well, it's where the majority of so, your viewers are. Uh, that too. Well, I mean, you can't say that. You can't yes, say you can that, because all the all the ratings markets are East Coast. There ain't there's 
not very many people out on the West Coast. Because you can't watch a game on the West Coast because it starts at 11 o'clock. But not for right. them. But how, who's to say that the population of California isn't watching Golden State? Or I guarantee those I mean, there's people are not watching there's a lot of people NBA. in California. Right. Ah. They're too busy. Yeah, whatever. I get you. I get what you're saying. But here's, here's my thing with this, okay? We were talking about conspiracy and talking about this and that. The Boston Celtics getting the number one pick, being the closest team in the NBA to knocking off LeBron helps out the NBA organization. If they were to take a number one pick that could come in in two years and just sweep LeBron off his feet and totally take over this Eastern Conference and totally take over this and that, like, that is good for the NBA because the NBA and people like us or like, you know, not saying little kids or whatever, but they want to see LeBron get beat. Now, when you go to the second pick or the third pick or the fourth pick, it's kind of like, hey, top five, who wants to pay the most money for the second pick? And I think Magic Johnson's like, we'll buy it. (laughs) So, I mean, but look at it. Magic wants to be the type that wants to rebuild L.A. Yeah, and the first step, just like if, if L.A. could get Paul George and get, Lon, or, uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Not because of Lonzo, but because of the situation now they're put in. So, I mean, look at how that stuff works out. Like it, right? And it, it, I'll tell you I what: if, if the Lakers want to get Paul George. They're going to have to do one of two things. They're going to have to give up that second pick, or they're going to have to yeah, wait until happen. next year. No. I don't, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He's not a free agent this year, is he? Right. So that, that's, yeah, you're right. The, the Lakers don't have anything on, on their roster that's going to be appealing to the Pacers other than that second-round pick. So Right. That's the only way Paul George goes this year. Now, the Boston Celtics, like we said, they don't need a point guard. They could very easily trade for him. Um, But for him to go to L.A., which is where he wants to go, you know, we've all heard and we've all talked about that. I think it's going to have to either be next year or they got to give up that pick, and I don't see that happening. No, that won't happen. They're going to go young. They have to go young. They have to. Well, well, they, they already like have. 30 games out of 82. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they have to go young. They have to rebuild. I think I'm with you. I think PG's and Indy one more year. But, yeah, I don't – I think next year, you know, I don't know if it's a – wasn't it a player's choice? Is it a player's choice or is that a even – or not a – what's his name? Uh, Are you talking about Lance Stevenson? Lance, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, was Lance a, uh, player's choice or was that a, uh, was like that I tell you, I tell you guys this all the time. When it comes to contract negotiations on NBA 2K, I reset. And I don't, it's hard to understand all that shit for me. Um, but I, I think that, um, Paul George had a, a bonus coming through if he made the all NBA team. Um, and then if he didn't, then he could – I know his contract is up the following year, um, and he could opt to extend it for 
X amount of dollars, or he could opt to be a free agent. And I think that's what the player option was. Nah, when do you it. think he makes the announcement? Well, I think they they wait to see if anybody's going to – first of all, I think his agent's going to kind of start right now, if not last night. You start the the phone going, like who wants to know where everybody's drafting. Right. Who Who's going to offer what, and then um, you kind of wait to see what, what the best options are, and then – you know, ultimately you have to find something that Paul George likes as well as the Pacers like. And, I mean, I just don't see much out there that's going to look appealing to both because we all know that Paul George wants to be in L.A. And we all know that L.A. or uh, Lonzo wants to be in L.A. Um, so I don't know. I Honestly, I feel like, Paul but George if he can goes, opt out to be a free agent, don't they have to kind of do something pretty soon? Because when right? Like, because if not, you're just you're, knows when does he have to opt out by? Like, is there well, by the trade deadline of next year. Oh, it's not. You have the trade to, deadline next year. Well, if you're the Pacers and you want to get so basically, he's got him. one more year on his contract. I did. I thought it was right. No, it's up next year. No, he's got so, one more year. Yeah. So this is what draft has nothing to do with his contract. No, it's just what Pacers could get for him. So this is what's got to happen. He either has to get something that's a phenomenal offer from the Pacers and extend his contract this year, or the Pacers have to start making a move for him. Because if not, then he just walks at the end of next year. That's what the pressure is. The pressure is, are the Pacers going to make him happy and make him stay, and you better go ahead and get him to sign that extension now. That's option number one. Option number two is, you start shopping around to see what you can get for him, because if not, he's walking at the end of next year, and that's option three. He just has the his contract's up, free agent, where do you want to go? It won't get down to that option. If, if the Pacers let it get to that, they're stupid. Yeah. Right. They deserve I mean, right. you got a you got a $10 bill in your hand right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, next year you have nothing in your hand. Right. But at the same time, I don't think you trade, like you're saying, you don't trade to L.A. He's not going to L.A. this year. No. No. There's no way. There's no way. And it's not financially smart for Indy for him to go to L.A. Indy would have to forfeit. Indy would have to physically. In, so in do the Lakers trade their second pick for Paul make George? Make him a free agent. No, I don't think they will. No, uh, no way. And and if they do, the Lakers or the Pacers are going to hope to God they trade that to somebody uh, because – I don't want Lonzo at Indy. He don't want to be at Indy. LeBron James. <laughs> this ass will get run out of town. Some five way trade to where we la- we land the LeBron. I could I could deal with that. <laughs> Can we still hate him though? Can we still hate him? <laughs> <laughs> On days nope. that we're not playing. <laughs> well, 
Well, it's like, hey, Billy, why did you buy that LeBron jersey? Because I hate him. Dude, my bug zapper right now is crying the shit out of a bug. It's on fire. (laughs) That bug is toast. Like, I saw flames shooting from this bug. Was it a lightning bug? Was it a bird? No, man. It had to have been like a a beetle or something. It might have been a bird. It was that big. All right, boys. This has been an hour on our uh, rundown point number one. I love it. I love it. And we were worried about working in some of those topics into the show, and I think we did pretty good with that. Yeah, somebody so, uh, mentioned, mentioned LeVar Ball, and it went <laughs> fucking bomb drop. Yeah. That's a hell of a soundboard you had there, Hilly. Did you like that? Yeah, I did. I did. All right, so let's go ahead and dive. I've got paid for it, yes. Let's dive into. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dude, is everything that you talk about a reference to some podcast? That ain't none of your damn business. Uh, if I didn't listen to all the same podcasts, I wouldn't get all these references. Dude, I tell you what, though, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and you know what all these podcasts have in common? They're all like baseball, like the game of baseball. Hey, I, mean, I love that transition. Let's it, talk about our point. Now. <laughs> <laughs> what about baseball? baseball? Yeah, speaking of MLB baseball, let's talk Cutting about you baseball, off. boys. Stay in your lane, Hilly. The Reds, man. Hey, no. Hey, listen. There's no lanes here at Sports and More. It's all open, open driving. We swerve. Hey, we may have to like cut short tonight and take our little beer piss break a little sooner than. Uh, Why we're all outside? Hilly's back on the wagon. Uh, We're all uh, outside. Hang on. You gotta go put your wife to bed. Dude, we're from Indiana. You pee outside. My wife's asleep on the patio table. No, uh, no, I just thought we had to make this transition. Yeah. Better yours than mine. <laughs> nope. Come on. Hey, I got a full beer. Nope. She's having a good time. I thought we had to do this whole, like, Google thing that... You know, it, it didn't shut it. off last time, so, um... Actually, it did. It did shut off, but it was right when we got done. That's what happened. Oh, okay. Well, I guess yeah, we'll go to kicks us off. I'm all cool with that. In, uh, yeah, so when you stop recording, does it cut the phone call off? What? No, whenever I, I end recording? the phone call, when I end the phone call, that's when they stop recording. So, okay, Perk, so I you think didn't he hung up last week no, or Monday. Yeah, I think he hung up. I think he was like, fuck these dudes. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to bed. That's what I think. You motherfuckers I know I didn't go to bed. I still had to edit yep. that shit. And I, that shit was in your uh, podcast bank. Uh, you next so under- No, uh, it, dude, it was before midnight, man. Yeah, exactly. So no, ain't nobody go to bed over here. <laughs> We only did like an hour and a half, didn't we? It wasn't too long because I think we all were a little rough. I think we all had kind of a hang. Oh, it was. I think we all agreed to cut it short. Well, it didn't help. That'll be a good idea. It didn't help that uh, we started. That was a great idea. 
Dude, it was a great hey, hey, Billy, next time you come back, listen to this. You got some company in Mia's What's room up? if you stay in there. She got a fish. What's up? No, she oh. didn't. Mia, can't she get it? Hey, does that uh, fish play baseball? It came from uh, the school. No. <laughs> it was our science hey, project. Hey, Amber agreed to let the fish come home with Mia. Does that uh, fish play baseball? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't tried yet. We all had it for a day. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to find my wife. Fish just told me this tonight. She said we need to go back down to Evansville and hang out with Amber. I really like. Hey, Amber. why don't you fuck Nuggets <laughs> come to Louisville? <laughs> because you can come down here. Because you don't live in Louisville. I. Live close enough. I'm a, I'm a five minute Uber ride from Hey, Uber. Hilly, how far are you away from me? About 45 minutes? No, it's yep, a good and that's what I am. That's what I am. Yeah, 45 minutes from Evansville. Well, we're, so, how far we're not are coming away to Jasper to hang out. 45 minutes. That's not how long an inning is in baseball, isn't it? Yeah. So, speaking of baseball. So you need to come our way. <laughs> God damn it, first. <laughs> <laughs> baseball, what? The goldfish play baseball? <laughs> All right. So My goldfish does. What do you want to talk about? You want to bag like, "All right, so final thoughts." Uh, <laughs> uh that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> so, so uh, uh I'm here's my dropping my thought. mic tonight. <laughs> Drop it. I'm definitely peeing off the deck, that's for sure. <laughs> What's topic two? <laughs> topic two uh, is MLB. Baseball. Baseball, damn it. Uh, uh, I don't know shit about baseball, I'm out. What do y'all want to talk about first? You want to talk about the Reds and Cubs? <laughs> He's muting his phone. I'm done. Call right in with Robert Johnson comes up. Hey, when you wake up, just don't give us your final thoughts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> last hey, night. Seriously, yeah, man. Yeah, the the last night the Reds lost to the Cubs nine to five. Uh they played tonight um again. The Reds are nineteen and nineteen, the Cubs are nineteen and nineteen. In last night's yeah. game, uh Schwarber and Rizzo homered to get uh Madden his one thousandth win. Uh Scott Feldman to start tonight versus Kyle Hendricks and then uh they play again. Tomorrow night, and Amir Garrett's going to start Thursday against John Lester. Um, so, kind of what was a little appealing to me to talk about this was those records. Not, both teams are 19 and 19. It's kind of I was going to say, one of our first couple episodes, we talked about the Reds and how it was their hottest start like since the Big Red Machine, and now they're 19 and 19. That's over. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, they like, were we were being... all hot on them, and all of a sudden it's like... Hence why we haven't talked about baseball in a while. Uh, but, <laughs> no, they were, like, first in their division. Wait till October. Dropped, dropped to last, and then now they're starting to make their way back up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Every time they play the Cubs, I kind of have mixed feelings because I like the Reds, but Schwarber's my dude. You know, I mean, Indiana guy, he's out there still – Jack and runs and did you all see a couple weeks ago he made like a diving catch into the stands. Oh, catch catch of the year. Catch that of was the year. Yeah, that was that was phenomenal. 
Uh, I actually so watched we, that game up until the 16th inning. <laughs> it was like yeah. two in the morning. But you, yeah, that was a. But I think the the Reds. Is but you're not a baseball guy. <laughs> no, I don't know any sports on TV at the time. <laughs> well, there's, there's not much sports on at two thirty in the morning, Park. <laughs> there should be. But no, I was looking for like I was looking for some for like um I don't know speed skating or what's that one they do in the Olympics where they push you with the stick? Uh, curling. Curling, yes. I want to see really? curling at 2 a.m. <laughs> anyway, hey, so I think, if, uh, maybe they should start broadcasting college fishing. Don't you anyway me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, before we just rudely interrupt. Last time you got a bed of <laughs> on a Saturday night. <laughs> I disagree. Come June 3rd, uh, you've got one to crash in here, Haley. It, it may, that's nice that you say that because we was actually just trying to figure that situation out tonight. We didn't know if uh, we didn't want to intrude on anybody. We couldn't get a hotel room or no, whatever. no. You're you're crashing here. Park's crashing at my mom cool. and dad. Cool, because we're definitely going to stay the night. Where when we come. hey, who who made that decision? <laughs> oh, I don't. Am I not good hey, enough? I'll stay at your mom's. You did fucking breakfast. You say your mom's. I'm all for it. Why can't, I'll make why can't we send the women to yeah. mom's? Hey, hey, oh, OMG Ooh. and Hilly's drunken wife can go stay at the mom's house. Ooh, idea, but I'm not spooning with nobody but my wife, so that question's out. But yeah, I'm all for that. Hey, and Perk, I'll tell you what. If you bring your if you bring your own air mattress, you both can stay down in the basement. It's big enough. Holy oh, shit. wait a minute. You oh, said air mattress? mattress? I'll stay at mom. Yeah. <laughs> and Hilly was right. Hey, she took uh, the breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to make your breakfast. I'm, that's it. I'm making breakfast the next day. Don't fish play baseball? Back. No. <laughs> Who plays baseball? Robert Johnson? No. The hey, Seattle... Robert. Listen to me. I got one more. <laughs> The Oakland, we love baseball. Oakland and A's beat the Seattle Mariners nine to six yesterday. Uh, the A's offense relies heavily on home runs. Healy had a long home run that smashed a fan's phone. Did you all see this? Yeah, yeah, I did. I witnessed it. The A's have uh, offered to replace the dude's phone, um, and. Uh, they rallied <laughs> with five runs in the ninth on two home runs to win. And that's all we have on base. The, the guy getting his that's phone good. smashed. Listen, the guy getting his phone smashed is the only reason that we were betting on those <laughs> that game. Is OMG okay? That's not OMG. Yeah, That's I, I, I made her listen apart. through the LeVar Ball, Christine Leahy interaction. She's freaking out. Uh-oh. Hey, listen oh, to this. Next time, next time we talk baseball. Hey, next time we talk baseball, because none of us know anything about it, or I don't, but yeah. it, I think it's <laughs> interesting. Uh, we've got a, we've got a follower on Twitter, Mr. Adam Lehman, at A-J-L-E-H-M-A-N-10. He's a good baseball guy. 
We can talk to him about. Well, he can. Hey, he's the guy we'll from Florida. He, no, he's on he my, can, No, that's Amber's cousin. He can call can in at any time. Talk to him? I'll send him a text. Oh, the dude that actually plays professional baseball? No, that's Amber's cousin. This guy plays softball with me. One that I said uh, was going to join us, he's, he made a comment on our Twitter. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. I know. He's, yeah, I he's wanting to, to get on with us. He was going to do it Friday, last Friday if we did it Friday, but we didn't do it Saturday. He had to work. So, but I told him we could uh, hey, we're gonna have a time. If we're going to have a baseball guy on, we better have another one on so they can talk to each other. <laughs> so we're not back here in the background going, so do goldfish play baseball? Be like, hey, motherfucker, this is our show. You need to, you need to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah, your lane's the baseball lane. No, yeah, get him to call in. Yeah, I'm hey, all for it, too. Call him in tell, right now. I'm texting him. <laughs> tell him be a good yeah, time for a bathroom break or give him time to reply. Uh, Ooh, good idea. Well, uh, so, uh, so are we hanging? off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Hillary dick. just pissed his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, Grandma's not going to approve of this episode. Hey, you know what's bad about my deck is it's three feet higher than my fence, and everyone can see everything I do. I know, I've been out on your deck. I've been on your deck before. Yeah, Hilly's been on my dick before. <laughs> you heard it here first, uh, Sportsman. Yeah, I was about to say something, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to hey, say it. I know we don't Whoa. know a whole lot about ML. Adam's in Florida at dinner. He can't join us. Mother. Tell him, to, tell him we're a little more important than eating lobster. I told him to go to the pitcher. It wouldn't take too long. <laughs> right. Our our baseball segments aren't that long. <laughs> Tell him we really just want to know if goldfish can play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you who can't play baseball. Mr. Robert Johnson. You're right. I mean, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if I am right. He could be a fucking badass baseball player. But he is staying at IU. Well, who is? Well, Robert, yeah, that's a touchy subject. I don't think so, it is. Yeah. So Robert Johnson's dad has come out and said that Rob Johnson will be playing for IU next year. Well, on the flip side of that, minutes later, Rob Johnson tweets out, still in the NBA draft, yet to make a decision. So, <laughs> it's not 100%. You know what I think? Uh, you know what I think this is? Let's face it, okay? If they lose Robert Johnson, if Indiana loses Robert Johnson, they're not losing much. Now, put a period on that sentence right there and hang on to it a minute. If he goes to the NBA... He's in the D-League. He's not getting drafted. Maybe he develops. Maybe he gets drafted. I think he's in the D-League two years, and then he either gets shipped overseas or maybe Cuban takes a fucking risk on him. He's not going to go anywhere. 
Here's the thing with the sentence that you're hanging on to. Robert Johnson goes to the NBA with no education, with not getting fucking drafted, not getting invited to any fucking combine, any workout, any nothing, but with the possibility of coming back with Blackman being gone and Bryant being gone to be the leading scorer on the IU basketball team. Why would you not come back and get a degree and better your odds of playing in the NBA? I mean, let's think about that for a second. Like, no matter what decision he, you know, he makes, and that's up to him, and it's whatever, but at the same time, why would you not make the decision to come back and possibly... Because he's going to be the guy this year. If he comes back, he's going to be the guy. Right, that's what I'm saying. Not that they're going to win a national championship, but at the same time, you're going to raise your stock in the NBA just by what you do by yourself. You're not going to be a you're not going to be a one. You know, you're you're probably going to be a two. You're probably going to come off a lot of ball screens. You're going to be shooting the ball outside of the three point line. So it's like, don't you know what, what good would it do for you to go to the D league and hope you get looked at compared to coming back to you know, the NCAA and dropping maybe averaging 20 points a game, that's not out of reach for, for Robert Johnson, or maybe, you know, 25 if he comes on. I mean, who knows? This you year, know, so, if he comes back, helps his draft stock for next year for sure. Yeah, he, here's what Absolutely. I think happened. I think his dad said, had to sit down and talk with him and was like, listen, son, you're a fucking idiot if you go to the draft. You're that or said, listen, son, if you leave this year, you're going to cost me a lot of money. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And I think he told him, listen, you're not getting any attention. Why don't you just go back to school and get your degree, finish your college out, and then look to see what your options are next year. And Rob Johnson's like, eh, okay, whatever. And... Indy Star contacts his dad, and his dad says, yep, I told him, this is what's going on, he's staying. And Rob Johnson was like, fuck you, I haven't made up my mind yet. He said he's staying in the And I think, no, 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 this is, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, if he stays, he's the fifth senior on the roster. And this would end up causing. Right. It would cause the team I don't think he has it, though. He doesn't have it. Jawan Morgan's going to be your leader. Uh, what's his name coming back uh, towards me? Hartman. Hartman. Colin Hartman's going to be your leader. J- Robert Johnson will never be your leader. But it no doesn't hurt, hurt the man, have. though. He's going to have to be. But it doesn't well, hurt the half. He's going to have to be the man. Right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to have a fifth senior and be a leader. Have a potential, but he does not have leadership qualities. I don't care what you do. You can say all you want, all he has to be, but you force somebody to be a leader. I think he's more of a uh, a non-verbal leader compared to a uh, rah rah. Let's go out there and get him. I 100 more agree like, with you on that. And I was that's not a bad thing. Like, right, and I was getting ready to no, say the not, exact same thing. thing. He's gonna be that silent leader that's gonna. I mean, just this year alone, when he was on the court. Things went a little bit more smooth, smoother, smoothly, whatever. He was better. The team was better. Whatever. Coming from a teacher, whatever. <laughs> this is a teacher two, four, six, eight, ten beers in. 
<laughs> when he was when he was on the court, things looked better. In my opinion. Well, I mean, let's face it. The dude can play defense when he wants to. I, I think, and this is where I was getting at too. I think James Blackman, Hampton James Blackman, buddy enough, was a, was the worst thing to happen to Robert Johnson. I think because Robert Johnson's at, a great three point shooter too. I think he's a better oh, yeah, player absolutely. than Blackman. Absolutely. I think that's what that's where I'm at. I think. Keyword there being has a player. better chance of making it right. better making All it around. in the NBA than what James Blackman does. I don't think you know if you give I don't give Robert Johnson a hundred percent chance to make it in the NBA, but I give him like close to a a sixty percent or a fifty five. Honestly, I don't give either I one maybe, of them a chance. I don't know, man. Look at not that they're just not, Yogi, but he's got. If you, you know, look I mean, at look those at guys, though, when you look at the guys in the NBA, like, do you picture either one of those guys as quick? <clears throat> I don't. Quick, I, no, I no. think Rob Johnson is In the NBA, NBA, you've got to be quick. You've got to be fast. Like, I just don't see those guys but in that look mold. at Rob Johnson's, his, his body. He has more of an NBA body than black. Right. Man. I agree with that. I, I agree, but he can't move his body in that. Uh, not he couldn't he couldn't last year under Cream. I think But that's Cream something you can work on. Right. I think Cream turned his back on Robert Johnson. I think Cream was like kinda knew if he didn't win he was out the door, no pressure, blah blah blah. But What was he that, trying to do? I like Hank get a number one number one pick? <laughs> hey, you know, to be honest, Johnson has till the twenty fourth to decide. I know that I said last week that he would uh, make his decision by the end of the week. Uh, but, I mean, he, he still has a little bit of time left to make his decision. I think he may just be hanging his name out there a little bit more just to see, like, and yep. just to show exactly right. his name a little bit more. Uh, yep. I want to be the talk of the town for just a little bit longer. That's all it is. What people don't know I'm important. Because like, at the same Robert time, Johnson, go ahead. at the same time, he came out and announced his stuff when Blackman and uh, OG and Thomas Bryant were all making their announcements. And everybody was like, ah, shit. Black, or, uh, Johnson's That's bad. what I'm saying. <laughs> when all your buddies are like, come on, man, just one beer. You're not going to be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> You're gonna fucking right. drink a beer, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" You know, your dad's gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing? You ain't right. fucking NBA quality yet." Like, well, I'm you trying know, to record so- a podcast, so I've had twelve beers. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, didn't work out too well. I think he no, <laughs> no. If he comes back to if he comes back to Indiana, I think he is potentially the okay. This could go one of two ways, boy, and this could uh, very easily go one of two ways. One, he could come back and work hard and be Indiana's leader and be maybe the leading scorer on the team, or he could come back and completely just be lazy and be like, oh, you know, we didn't do this on the green with here. We didn't, 
and you know have a bad attitude and just totally graduate and be done and fall. I don't see years. him being yeah. that player though, and I don't no, see I don't Hartman. Know. I don't see Hartman, and I don't see um, Morgan allowing him to be that player. Yeah, that's okay. This is the thing. That's uh, that's a great point to make. I think Jawan Morgan is more of a leader. I think Colin Hartman takes Jawan Morgan under his wing more than anybody else in this offseason. And I think when Jawan Morgan steps up this year, he's going to be more of a leader. With Thomas Bryan gone, with Devon, or a, uh, with, uh, what's his name, down low big guy, uh, son of a bitch. Anyway, with him being there, I think <laughs> Jawan Morgan. What the hell is his name? The big dude. Uh, Thomas Bryant? Devin Davis. No. Oh, Devin Davis. Devin Davis. Or, yeah. With with Davis being there, I think Juwan Morgan is more vocal and telling him, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You need to be here. When I cut, you need to go there. And I think I think Indiana's like two to possibly at the very most three years away from being a contender to where – you get Juwan Morgan up there for his senior year, and I think he just is a complete leader. And, okay, I could be wrong, and you got, I may catch some shit from this, but I think Juwan Morgan is the next Draymond Green. Wow. Think about that for a minute. Think about well, that. He, here's Talk the thing about, about Juwan Morgan. I'm, I'm on the Juwan Morgan train with you. I'm I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the second cart on the Jawan Morgan train. And get your hands up, you're hanging on to the rail. Yeah, and here's why I'm not in the I'm not in the fucking caboose or I'm not in the uh, first cart with you. Okay. He's got to stay healthy. He's had he's had some bad injuries, and. That's the only thing I worry about. I don't know if he has dislocated his shoulder. I mean, I don't know what's going on with his shoulder. Again? It seems like, it seems like any time that somebody taps it, he's out hurt. Now, I'm coming off of a softball injury to my shoulder a couple of years back. <laughs> and that's something that's about putting me. Oh, my God. <laughs> That some bitch about put me out. So I understand. Every time I, I shake can... a hand now, it fucking hurts. No. Every time I reach for something. <laughs> so I get it. All right, let's get, let's get a little personal. <laughs> we don't need to know so, what you're reaching for. You know, yeah. like, like the Oreos on the top shelf that I have to hide. You're talking about floor. a reach around? What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, I don't know how they do uh, shit down in Evansville, but actually I do. I live not with a reach here. around. <laughs> <laughs> My arms aren't long enough for uh, yeah. Listen, but I that's get it. what you're saying about the, about the being healthy part. I get that, but I think uh, I, I thought you were talking about the reach around. around. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think. No shout out to Grandma. Year. Hey, do we need to explain <laughs> to Grandma what a reach around? <laughs> We might need to edit that part out. Like, Grandma, at hour 124, you cannot listen. Holy no. hell. No, I'm the editor. I ain't editing shit out. Holy shit. But anyway. Uh, Why are you getting paid the big bucks? Like, I ain't getting paid the shit, boys. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't press record for one episode. Your shit's getting cut. That's all I got. <laughs> Pay is getting cut. But listen, all seriousness, I I think I think Juwan was more scared than he was. Okay, if you want to have fucking knee surgery, and you're gonna think about making a cut, or you're gonna think about making a fucking jump stop, or you're gonna you're not just gonna do it without having surgery. Okay. Look at OG. OG was healthy, and then all of a sudden he goes down one play, bam. Everything changes just like that. But, Jawan, I don't think Jawan thinks about that shit. I think Jawan just plays ball these next two years, and honestly, that's what I was getting ready to say, man. After his injuries, when he came back in, he didn't change his game at all. Right. That's what right. I think. But the thing is, if if he's your leader, He's got to be on the on the court, and the other leader you're talking about is also coming off of a knee surgery. In in Hartman, oh, I don't expect much at a Hartman. I don't expect much. I do. I the do. only thing <clears throat> I expect. So you expect? Okay, you expect Hartman to come out and drop fifteen to twenty a game? I wouldn't say twenty, but tickling twelve. To Maybe 15, ten. Twelve to fifteen. Maybe 15. a quiet ten. No, twelve to fifteen. I don't see that. He'll be good for twelve Hartman, to fifteen. He can shoot be the ball. Seven guy. Oh no, I understand. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you there. But here's the thing: Hartman's knee is not. I don't think Hartman's knee is anywhere close to a hundred percent. But it's not I like Hartman's. Hartman's a, but Hartman's not a rip and drive to the hoop kind of guy. He's a spot up shooter. Right. Right. You don't need your but knee to spot Hartman, up shoot. Hartman has got the cut Ask Tom Bechtel. to be open. Ask Tom Bechtel. You don't need to sponsor. <laughs> but, hey, Hartman has got the cut and flash to get open, does he not? I mean, he's got to it, cut and flash. He's got he's to come I don't off the screen to get I open get a shot. I haven't, I haven't seen Archie Miller's offense. Yeah, that is true. That is, is true. I agree with you. Go watch Dayton tapes. But we're we're dealing with a lot different athletes. But it's going to be the same offense, I bet. It's going to be the same concept. He's just going to have better athletes to run them. I don't know. Coaches I don't know about a, that. Coaches well, have a system, man. Regardless of where they go, like, like yeah, you have to adapt to your players, but you also have a system, and you're going to recruit players know. to play in your system. He's going to have to deal with what he has now, but when he re- starts recruiting guys to play in his system, he's not going to change. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you adapt, but at the same time, you have a core of what you're going off of. But you just said you have to recruit guys to play in your system. These aren't his guys. Right. That's yeah, what I just said. I said how, these how many... first couple of years are going to be different. Like, he's going to try to implement That's it, right. but he might have to adjust because of what he has. But going right. forward, so we're, okay. he's recruiting guys to play in his system. Well, we're talking about this year. So it could be completely – I mean, he could walk in and first day of practice see that what he's got, and it would be different. But you also have guys coming okay. in that you're going to try to implement in your system. So but you he didn't recruit those. Too far. He didn't recruit those guys, so he don't know what well, they Well, actually, he did because they decommitted. No. And he had to go back and get them. You can't yeah. go by that. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, they. I mean, granted, uh, like, they were probably the best available at the time. But still, like, he could have been like, you know what? No, I've got a couple other guys on my radar that I'm going to go after. But he didn't. He stayed up to those same ones. No, so I think you're wrong that they can I fit into if, that? No, I think if you're Archie Miller, you save those guys for the for the face of the program. 
it, regardless of what you think about them. I don't disagree with that. I think but okay, I think there's a, like, a lot no, more no. into it than just saying, hey, I'm going to save face for the university. <laughs> Here's you the thing about the offense, though. You can't you can't sit here and think that Archie Miller is not going to bring Dayton's offense because he is because that's all Archie knows right now. He doesn't know. Okay, yeah, he's exactly. That's what I'm offense. saying. He's not going to implement an offense for two years and then change it after right. two years when he starts getting his he's guys. Not gonna, in. He's going to put it right. in now. Granted, get used to it. He might because what we were doing okay, obviously might change it in, on our offense. He might change yeah. it in two years coming up. He's not going to change it right now. There's no no way he's going to change it. He's going to stick with what he knows and see where it gets him and then make a jump. And yep. then see, you know, okay, I can get – if I get Romeo Langford, my offense changes. Or if I get, you know, whoever, you know, my offense changes. It doesn't – there's no way he changes it right now. What, what like, kind of oh, offense? We're going to try to – Kurt, do you know anything about Dayton's offense? What kind of offense? No, I don't. Running? I don't Billy, at all. Do you, I, I wish I, I do knew. know that I know they like I to do get know up and down the floor. Offense, which right. is kind of similar to what Creams was, right? Right. I mean, Creams was, was running they, guns, but they take care of the no. ball. They don't make stupid decisions. Negative. Well, negative. No. what do you mean? In negative? a way, negative. They, Archie and Creams' offense was different in two different aspects, and that's right, or one different aspect. You get up and down the field. Cream or up and down the field, up and down the court. Cream was looking for the kick out, the kick out three or the the punching inside. If it's not there, kick it out. Look for your shooter. Archie's is get to the rim, get fouled, go to the line, hit your free throw. Archie would much rather have you take a high percentage shot than what he would kick it out to the open guy and let him take a three. There's, it's it's the same thing as in yeah, it's transition offense, but at the same time, Archie influences. Free throws and he influences getting to the rim. That was the whole reason that Deron Davis was not big enough for Archie's offense that he wanted to implement. He's not big enough to bang down low with the Big Ten because they wanted to keep him the ball, get to the rim, get fouled, and get to the free throw line. So who are so, we going to have that's big enough? That's the thing. That's the that's one of the struggles they're going to have this year. So you're, you're going to have to adjust. Hey, can I read you a quote real quick? What? Go ahead. Can I read you a quote real quick? Yeah, go for it. This is from Archie Miller. The style of play for me is always on the run offensively. I think the more we're on the run in the full court and the half court, which means a lot of movement and a lot of pace, I think our teams at Dayton were known for great ball movement, unselfishness. But I told these guys, it's going to be pace. It's going to be player movement flow is going to be an attacking aggressive style that was he made that to the inside the hall so to me what that means is james blackman and i about punched my tv every time i saw this in transition (laughs) dribble drive down james blackman would shoot the three no passes nothing no because whoever got the ball like they would run down the court, maybe make a pass and get it right back, and then we'd look over at Cream, like, okay, what what play you want to run now? The next thing you know, there's ten seconds on the shot clock, and all hell breaks loose. No, I'm that talking about in transit. Play down the court. No, uh, that's horrible too. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is is in transition. <laughs> James Blackman would dribble down 
and instead of taking an easy layup, would pull a three-pointer. Every right. yeah. Oh, my God. I agree with that. I was ready. Here's the thing. Here's, here's the bottom line to all this. James Blackman does not fit the new Archie Miller offense. Here's Brother the bottom Jackson line. Here's the bottom line. The James Blackman's Archie. not playing for IU next year. Bottom I, line. This is the whole reason, though. That's the whole reason why. You think you think James Blackman gets drafted? Not no. a chance in hell. I mean, come on. You think you think Robert Johnson gets drafted? No. Why did he stay in the NBA so long? Was for this reason. Yeah. Archie implemented his first day on campus. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get to the rack. We're going to get fouled. We're going to go to the free throw line. We're going to beat you at the free throw line. You want to beat us? Shoot better free throws. Shoot you know, better high percentage shots than. I think okay, I made the I made the remark of saying Robert Johnson could be the leading scorer, and he could under the Crean offense. I think that's my fault for saying that. But at the same time, after thinking about this and, and the quote we heard in this night, he not that he doesn't fit into Archie's offense, but how many times does Robert Johnson drive to the fucking rim? And well, but that wasn't Crean's philosophy. If I, I think if any of those guys from last year could get to the rim with Robert Johnson's body, with a little bit of coaching, I think that dude could get to the rim. Newkirk, oh, I, yeah, I agree with that. New, look how, what game did Newkirk win for us? Uh, put us in overtime with the lay, uh, the Penn State? No. Penn State, yeah. Yeah, Penn State. Was it Penn State at home? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Newkirk's, Newkirk's the same way. Newkirk's, Gets overlooked too, but Newkirk has a physique to get to the fucking rim and put it up and be strong and and give a chance for a three point play. I agree with you there, but I just think they're afraid of that. I mean, you got to think well, well, they, for three years. I was gonna say you, you've got to think about that though because they weren't in a system that wanted to get to the rim. I mean, how many times did you right. see uh, Rob Johnson or uh, Newkirk? Get, they make a move past their guy and get under the basket and dribble it out to the other side. Exactly. Live by the three, die by the three, baby. Like, I swear to God, there's, there were times during Big Ten play where we would make drives to the rim, standing under the basket, wide open, and keep dribbling out to look for the three. I'll, as a As a coach, I wanted to... I wanted to pull your fucking call, hair out. Yeah. Call Tom Green and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Hey, was this Pittsburgh Ottawa game with that? Beer. One of our picks. Uh, Pens and Senators. Wow, it's five to one. Oh, who's winning? Tied at one. No shit. Yeah. Twelve minutes to go. It's five to one in the third. Five to one. Yep. Five? Oh shit, the over under was five. Yeah. Yeah, that's the over. Holy shit. Tilly, you took over. You were the only motherfucker that took over. Yeah, that's what holy shit. You guys wanna that go ahead and talk can't score. You guys wanna go ahead and talk about our bets? I don't know, man. This is a this is a tangent, but it's gonna hey, we I think we can all agree it's gonna be fun to fucking see what happens, but I think uh what we have seen the past fucking nine years or whatever you want to call it is not the same as what's going to happen this year. 
That's uh, fucking going I, down to that town. Like, obviously. I agree with that. But you also, both of you have to understand and you have to agree that what we've seen at Dayton is not what we're going to see at IU. I don't know about that. Let me ask you, me ask you this. If you, if okay. you left... Okay. No, hold on, hold on. Your... Hilly, 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 before you start, what we saw what? at Marquette, did we see that at IU? Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. But uh, let me ask you this, though. Being from a coach's standpoint, if you leave... I'm not going to name drop anything, but if you leave the high school you're at now, go to a different high school with you know, maybe three six foot nine guys or whatever. I do it every year. I do it every year. I leave my high school right, and I go right. and I go coach AAU and my offense is one hundred percent different. It's one hundred percent different. All right. Now do I still have more. some do I still have some of my same principles? Absolutely. All, your coaching is all about oh, your yeah. principles. Yeah, and it, your yeah. your coaching it with your X's and O's will change between your Jimmy and Joes every year. I like that. Did you just come up with that? I did actually. That's a that's a that's a ten beard on a fucking clipboard. That's a tea bag. That's a ten beard tea bagism. <laughs> your determination. You got a hashtag that. <laughs> Your exes and O's with Jimmy's and Joe's always will. <laughs> Serious, man. You got yeah, I like that. I got in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Teabag. Like what is them? I don't know. <laughs> what I well, can't remember. <laughs> you have to listen to it back tonight. No, yeah. When, when I'm when I'm editing it tonight, I'll get you that. I'll get that you that hashtag. Deep, like, hell yeah. It's going to be I'll trending like tomorrow. <laughs> Exactly but no, that. but to, to be honest with you, like I'm with every, you, man. I'm with every, you. Every every year, you. every year, man, in the in the high school or the AAU, whatever it is that you're coaching, I could have because first of all, every coach has a playbook that a hundred plays, and what works one year isn't going to work the next year. Because you may have a big That's man. different from style, though. Well, you have different okay. No. At the same time, it's going to be the same style. I'm not disagreeing with you, Dave. Right. I agree with. Okay, well, let me ask you this: from a from a Dayton to an IU, too bad. Let's say you come from sixth grade or seventh grade. To now you're coaching varsity basketball. Right. Does your philosophy not try to stay the same as of, hey, we want to work hard, fundamentals, this and that? Well, like I said. Learn and grow. That's like a big I said, You know what I mean, though? But, yeah, but like, well, I had to be dressed. You're going from D1 to D1 here. <laughs> you're not going from middle school to varsity basketball. Well, like I like I said, you you still have your same core values. Like my core values as a elementary coach, they transferred in to high school. I mean, the the core values that I had, the the level of plays that I've 
took with me from elementary to high school, no, those don't translate. Huh? <clears throat> now, because they're they're two different types of athletes. Now, right. the things okay. the things and, and the things that I used in high school, I don't use at my AAU because it. First of all, AAU is a different style of play in its own. <clears throat> but all the one thing that you see throughout coaches is their core values, and that's what translates from system to system to system. Now, do I think that Archie Miller is going to come in and run the exact same set that he ran at Dayton? I absolutely do not think that that's going to happen. Is he going to have the same type of system where he's running a run-and-gun system and he has the same core values? Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. But I don't... The plays are... Right, I agree with that. I think think the way you say it right there, I agree with that. Okay, Archie's... Okay, if Archie was a train, Archie's not getting off the track, but he's kind of going to pick up different passengers and... And do different things. You know well, what I mean? Kind, I agree Kind of to go back to what I just said about it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy and Joe's. Um, it, your plays are going to be set up to go with what players you have. Like if you have a 90% three-point shooter, you're not going to have a system that's going to drive the ball in and try to bang down low. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't think, okay, I don't think this year you do. I'm with you there. I don't think this year. But I think next year or the year after or the year after that, I think what? Archie starts uh, to put his his players into it. You know what I mean? Right. And but, I agree with I, you. I understand. I, I'm just I, saying. I know like, what you're saying. I like know at, what you're saying. At and the I, end of the day, if you have a, like, like, for instance, I have on my AAU team, I have a kid that can shoot the ball from anywhere on our end of the court. Now, do I want to implement uh, some plays that are going to be my guys banging down low? No. That's not our style of play. I want to get the ball low and then kick out. And granted, this year is different than last year because I have a big guy that can bang down low. You play inside out. Right. But that's not. You got to inside before you can get that outside. Right. But I'm saying that's my style of play for my AAU. My style of play for high school is we don't have any outside shooters, so it changes up everything. We want to go down low and just bang, bang, bang. So those two teams are completely different. But you can tell that I'm what I'm coach like that I'm the coach. Based upon my values and my beliefs in the in what I'm doing, but if you watch my AAU game and then you watch my high school game, you're going to be like, "Wow, those are two different styles of play." You could probably tell you're the coach too in high school when you have like a suit on and stuff on the sideline. It's just my guess. I don't wear a suit. <laughs> I wear a polo. I wear polos. Oh, I'm a polo guy. Down there. No, actually, hey, I agree with you there, T-Bag. I agree with you because the way you said it and the way it makes more sense, I guess, from being a fucking armchair coach to a – but I'll tell you what, not to try to transition, but that's crazy how that plays into 
the fucking high time of his because I have a good controversial question about this. But what do yeah, you want to no, do? Do you, do you want to do the I high time with to, Hilly? First, I think we need to take a picture. Or do you want to talk to him? Grab a beer. I'm pissing right now. While I'm talking, yeah, to you. I'm to. looking. I'm looking into your eyes, and I'm pissing. Into my scary. eyes, huh? <laughs> that was scary. Actually, I'm facing the wrong direction because you're in Jasper. That's the other way. Well, I was going to say, is the wind yeah. coming at you instead of downwind? There ain't no wind out here right now, boy. Hey, you'll know when there's wind. We had a wind advisory this. here. Listen, you'll hear this. Yeah, we need too. You'll hear that when there's wind here. No, down here in, in uh, Jeffersonville, boys, it's calm as could be. And apparently it's coming. If you all got wind, it's coming. But it's it's calm right now. I'm I'm standing out on my gun. Batten down the hatches, boys. I'm on my deck. Deck. Right now. D-E-C-K. D-E-C-K. I don't know. Do, do, do we have to, like, sign off and all that? Or do you guys just want to get up and go pee I and grab a beer? Huh? I think, uh, well, I thought we had to do that because they fucking hang off. We got we're lightning. We're pushing uh, 150. I broke, broke 150, one. boy. I broke 150 years ago. Oh, oh, you're okay. talking about well, time. You're talking about time. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought that was you, hey. I don't care. Hey, I said we go until they boot us off. That's cool with me. Well, you, you know when they do? Out. So, yeah, because one of you fuckers will drop off. Whichever one calls oh, okay. first. That's what happened last <laughs> time. Let's just hope this dude that's talking. That's all I got to say. Hey, I have a great <laughs> high time. I have all a great right. hey, fucking high time. Let, let me tell you, let me ask, let me go this route. Do you all want to do, talk about our bets first, or do you want to do high time with Hilly? Uh, high hey, time with Hilly, he's excited. Uh, I know, right? I am excited. I am all right. excited. All right, I, so, so, clear. I mean, clear, I'm up for whatever, but. Clearly, what this does is it sets us up for high time Hard time with Philly tonight. Boys, I put a lot of thought into this. A lot of thought. We could tell. With with everything you've been seeing on social media, with Wayne Kiffin going on, and with other things going on, with the, the whole Lonzo Ball thing, and Satan at a six years old, do you think that Trying to develop a player. Let's say it's your son, your nephew, your niece, your cousin, your whatever. At any age under 7th or 8th grade, do you think there is any time too soon to try to develop a player? Now, with that being asked, I'm not talking like, hey, go shoot some hoops. Hey, go do some layups. I'm talking like, let's do some ladder drills. Let's lift some weights. Let's uh, put up a thousand shots a day. You think this hurts the kid or the child, the, the, the daughter, the son, the cousin, the niece, the nephew, whatever it may be. Do you think physically 
this hurts the child in the long run, and maybe they get to the high school, the college, maybe the professional level of the sport. All right. So uh, I'll kind of jump in first here. So I have a, here. I have a two-year-old. And yeah. he's probably Wait, got... Time out. Time out. With, with, with that being said, I, I've watched videos of your two-year-old wanting to be just like his... Sit in the lawn chair like his dad, or he wants to do this like his dad. <laughs> Whatever. Every yeah, time yeah, I hey. see his kid, he's shooting baskets and like <laughs> doing push-ups yeah. and raising. <laughs> no, like, I mean, this kid's like a beast. He's shooting threes right now. All right. So <laughs> yeah, but but, so, but no, okay. no, on, here's my thing. Do you think any child at that age that a dad could be like, you need to do this? I need twenty push-ups. I need. I right. need you to lift this. So. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into this. Alright, so right now, I have a two-year-old son who he lives, eats, breathes, sleeps basketball. And that boy, from the minute he wakes up to the minute he goes to sleep, is all about basketball. And as long as my son is excited about basketball, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep him excited about basketball. Now, my two-year-old's not running suicide drills. My two-year-old's not doing ladders. My two-year-old's not doing a thousand shots on my demand. Now, am I going to be there? Because I am a in my eyes, I think I'm a I'm an elite coach at the middle school. I high thought you were going to say hands-on dad. <laughs> no, in, <laughs> in my dad. In, in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, I'm an elite coach at the high school middle school level because of what I've accomplished. Um, so as an elite coach at the high school level, middle school level. I, I feel like it would be a disservice to my son to allow him to shoot the ball improperly. You know what I'm saying? Um, or, you know, if he if I see that he's doing something that I could coach him or direct him in a way that he could, at an early age, learn how to do, I'm going to correct it. And... Right, so, but I think I'm, that's getting away from the point, the, like, the question, no, though. The so, question was, like, I, I'm going like to circle back around thing. to it. Not the mechanics. Perk, I'm going to circle back around to it. So, with that being said, as a coach, I'm going to do everything in my power, as long as my son's excited about it, to help him and, and, and coach him in a, in a way. Now, once my son loses, if my son ever loses interest in basketball, if he ever loses interest and he says, Dad, I don't want to play basketball anymore, I'm over it, I'm done, then I wouldn't push it. I would never push it. Now, if my son wants to do acting, I'm 
still going to step in as a father and advise and direct. Now, am I ever going to push my son to do something that he doesn't want to do? Absolutely not. Am I going to go out there and make my son do something at an age that is something that's irresponsible, like running suicides or or you're going to do a thousand push-ups for missing however many free throws you take. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's a horrible way of coaching at any level. So, <clears throat> no matter what age it is, I think if your child wants to be successful at that and they, they're wanting to, that they have that drive at an early age and they tell you, you know, hey, Dad, listen, I want to be in the NBA I want you to, to coach me, then that's a different story. But if you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten, even up it, before you get in high school, for a dad to just be that guy that steps in and is like, you missed 15 free throws, you've got 15 suicides. No, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. All right. I'm not even okay. Go ahead, Adam. If you're the dad, let's let's say you're the dad that, not even that, all 15 suicides, let's say you go to the gym and you just just want to shoot around. And you're the dad that's like, oh, and no, I'm not, we all know you're not. But let's say you're the dad that's like, oh, you're going to miss five out of ten three-pointers, like, you know, or five out of seven. <clears throat> What the hell is wrong with you? You ever going to get to the college level being like that? I mean, <clears throat> I think that's more the father we're talking about or the mother or the uncle or the, you know, the whatever as far as to develop a player. Right. Well, that just goes you know, to show that just goes to show that that people don't know how to coach unless you're a good coach because that's not a good way to coach at any level. Right. To, deg- to degrade somebody like that is not a w- good way to coach at any level. The right. best way to coach is to – the best way to coach somebody, no matter if they're 5 or if they're 20, is to uh, give them the opportunity to be successful. You don't need successful. to be coaching someone that's 5. You don't need to be coaching someone that's 5. Sorry, this is OMG. Hey, we're, we, we've, got okay. a, we've got a guest speaker tonight. <laughs> I, uh, when, All when, right. when High Time with Hilly got uh, introduced tonight, I thought, who better else to come and give her input into this? Because she's uh, done some research on it, and she's got some pretty good input. She's been a coach, a swim coach, um, and like she's done little kids to an Olympic swimmer, Lily King. She coached her for a while. So we have some, uh, we have some really good input on this. So I'm going to turn it over to OMG tonight. Okay. Well, hold on. I've got a question for OMG with her comment that she yeah. just made. So you yeah. just said that if you're five years old, you don't need to be coached. So coached in a different just... way, though. Like, you should be having fun. No, 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 no. Okay. But that's different. I don't, I don't think we're talking about I don't think we're talking about parenting. I think we're talking about coaching. Right. That's what I was going to say. Totally I'm talking different. about coaching. If you're coaching five-year-olds, yeah. you want them to run up and down and have fun. I mean, like. Literally, and you're like the same thing with your two-year-old. You give the kid a ball and a goal, and that's like as much as he really needs to know. And I think I have two good guest 
people that need to come on your show, one of which is a physical therapy major, another of which Smeltz is has done. She worked up with the Pacers and stuff. The, the, it's research. I mean, you guys do it for your next podcast or whatever. First of all, the best athletes long-term, honestly, research, research has shown are the athletes that at a younger age are encouraged to do multiple sports. They're not travel team elementary and middle school kids. They're multi-sport athletes as well as involved in the arts. Like, that's, that's been proven. They have less injury, less burnout, um, better team players, more easily coached players the older that they get. But listen, a kid that's five, a kid that's five needs to be either put in the pool, whether it's a race that, you know, I'm used to the pool or out on a soccer field or whatever. And I know it's hard when you're used to that coach mentality, but they need to just have fun, learn teamwork. And most of all, yeah, learn to just enjoy what they're doing. And and I'll tell you guys, the worst thing you can ever have is a parent coach in the stand. You know, I coached Mike or Mike Chapman's Lily's main head coach for most of her life. He'll tell you, he was a great soccer player and a great soccer coach. He goes to his kids' soccer games, and he literally sits in the stand and doesn't say a word. Pats the coach on the back when he leaves, tells his kid, this is, and this is what we've told all of our parents over the years. The best thing you can say at the end of the game to your kid is, good job, where you want to go eat. I mean, that's the same no. meeting okay. every time. Hey, all right. Uh, it uh, is. OMG, sorry. OMG, I, I 100% agree with you on everything. I like that you kind of threw us under the bus on this one. No, hold on a second. I, I've got I, to, I got a follow up. I listen. So <laughs> OMG, I listen to him too at the game. One thing, you remember, one, I go with his, him and his kids to sporting events. One too, thing so. that that you said, what, OMG, hold on. One thing that you said that kind of bothered me was that five year olds don't need coaching. Don't need to be coached. Okay, so that kind of bothered me. Who are in your? A way. But here, who are and your five-year-old no, 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 coaches? Let me explain. No, no, no. Let me listen, explain. Who are your? Who are the majority of your five-year-old coaches? Their parents. Can right? I explain what I'm saying? Can I explain? Uh huh. Let me explain. Because you want to keep at, form to a two-year-old. Give Jesus, OMG! <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> no, you're not. You keep talking. This is why I. I was listening while did, we were talking. Go this ahead. Is, Go this ahead. is this. First of all, you can't do that. I teach fourth grade. You can't listen while you talk. <laughs> this is why I disagree with <laughs> with that comment. Because when you are five, six years old, you are learning. You are learning the game. Now, do and another thing. I think that five and six year olds love their coaches. And and if you're not a coach that knows how to relate to five- and six-year-olds, you don't need to be coaching. But if you know how to deal with kids that young and you can actually let them have fun but also maybe teach them a couple of rules throughout the season, I think it's a phenomenal opportunity for them. Rules. Now, rules. That's what I was gonna say. Rules are a lot different, though. Like you guys are talking but, about overtraining athletes, right? Like, right. I'm talking about right. like adolescents. Like you're but, talking about but training adolescents. Right, but but you just said you don't need to be coaching five and six year olds. And that's I mean, where I. My idea so, of coaching, though, like, is no so different. So what you're saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick. 
coaching a five and a six year old, I mean, in all honestly, yeah, you can try to teach them rules and all that, but for the most part, at a five and six year old, they're out there because their parents put them in it, and that's what they're supposed to be doing at that time. So, right. Now, wait a minute. Time out. You want to teach them the rules, but at the same time, you're not going to keep a five and a six year old's attention that long to teach them the rule of a soccer game. You're going to teach them the generals of kick the ball, run, and, you know, you, you well, get you can teach a five or six year old. The coordination. You can teach a five or six year old, hey, don't touch the ball with your hand. Right. When are the, what time are the fundamentals laid in the game? It has to be that early. Not, is it not young, though? I it mean, has to be that early. You don't want to teach what fundamentals in middle school. No, but not five and not six. Five. That's like your first year of playing soccer, basically. So do yeah, you not agree gonna, with me? Kids, you can't touch the ball with your hand. You know, obviously because okay. to play the game. So that's one but, rule. But we're, we're talking about, like, I'm not like coaching, I think, like I think the, the subject like kind of changed training. a little bit. Yeah. Well, we were talking well, about, so, like, overtraining, like, what, do you overtrain a kid when he's young? And does the injury injure him later? And now we're talking about just teaching the fundamentals to kids. What? No. Know. So, so what? 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 What got me on that was that she said you shouldn't be coaching a kid that young. Now, coaching and training are two different things. That's why Do probably ninety nine percent of the time in a five and six year old league, it is a parent coach or it's a volunteer. It's not some guy out there that probably knows even know what the hell he's talking about. Except you know what? You can't touch the ball with your hands. You got to run down the field. We got to score on right. that one. They don't score on that one, and that's it. But so I, coaching, I, so I, that's not coaching. That's baby. It's glorified babysitting, is what it is. Believe me, I've done it several times. <laughs> okay, so so let's let's agree on this. You don't need to be training someone at that young of age, but they do need a coach. Can you agree with that? Well, right, but I think, I'm yeah, but I think what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to say training. Right. right. Wait. That's what I thought you were, yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. So, but the what coach, I'm just saying your is. Your five and six-year-old coach is not going to be, I'm sorry, trained. they're not, they're parents. They're not going to be Right, but they're not trained. They're the glorified yeah, but they ain't. in the stand okay. nine times out of ten they, that are driving. They ain't met my son yet. So, OMG, let's, let's talk about this. What you're talking about as far as they don't need a coach, what you're saying is they don't need a trainer. I, yeah. Right? You, yeah, I mean. Okay. A coach is like, I, it is. Like, it's, I could coach like, six-year-olds in soccer, and I couldn't coach my way out of, like, you know, Mia's 11 incorrectly, right. but I could coach five and six year olds. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. me, okay. like a but they still level. Need, they still need well, yeah, a, a, let's just call it an adult. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, but that's a different thing. You. you know, I've, I've <laughs> people, I've people adults. on a level that are training <laughs> seven and eight year olds. I mean, that's the difference. Like, I've coached at right. the level where we have yeah, to but talk time out. I think we could that are training seven and eight year olds. So we got on to two different subjects here. Right. Yeah, but because, OMG, I think we could all agree that training, just like T said, a trainer and a coach 
no matter what level you're at, are totally different. Totally different. If yeah. you go see a trainer compared to, hey, coaching is salty, totally different people. I don't mean that. I mean, I trained kids my whole coaching career. We trained them in dry well, the pool. But I think that's... <sighs> you're talking about, that's like... two different, like... They do two different things. So it's two different ways to say the same thing. A trainer. And well, a no. Like, okay. So, sports, so different people, different no, that, things. That you know what I mean? Like in in the in the swimming world, they don't call them coaches; they call them trainers. Yeah, we. In the basketball world, they call them coaches. In the baseball world, they call them managers. You know what I mean? So right. I think that I don't think that the the trainers you're speaking of relates to that. Like. So I think what Hill is talking about, I think what Hill is talking about is when you're doing one-on-one instruction. Like weightlifting and things like that, right? Like you're talking about serious training. One-on-one instruction. Like I could coach coach my team in basketball. And then at the end of my practice, I could have five guys that stick around and they're like, hey, coach, can you help me? work on an in-and-out dribble drive. That would be me as a trainer. No, bullshit. Nope. Nope. That does not make you a trainer. That makes you a coach that has has stayed with you. I'm talking a trainer that is like, I graduated from. Now, okay, yeah, we're getting way off topic. I understand that. But trainer and coach, you're just a good coach that stays with the players and is like, yeah, man. I'll like the crazy guy that was on the IU sidelines that was going nuts with that little thing. Oh, not right. anymore. Exactly not right. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not no, anymore. I, I Adam, you're, you're talking saying. about you're like serious a... training, like of athletes, right? Like weightlifting yeah. yeah, training like or conditioning out, training. Ladder drill. Exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, have them. Have them okay. all throw vitamins and have no, them all supplements. even have them So the trainers, you have the trainer, like she just said, the weightlifting trainer, the speed trainer, right. the agility trainer, the conditioning trainer. Right, right, right. The guys that dump the players off, not, not, not use the word dump, but the guys that give the players off to the coach at the beginning of the season, they're like, hey, there you go. I've got them. They're in shape. They're all your... You're- Right, and yeah. you have a listener. You have a listener who can disagree with me. That's a good friend of yours on this. But there's no reason that ten and eleven year olds should be doing CrossFit and should be running multiple miles a day and should be playing on multiple <laughs> travel teams. Okay, but yeah. not though. I not saying not saying I disagree with you. Okay, not saying I disagree with you. I could very you well can. agree okay. with you. But that is that is the question. It is right. At what right. age do you think that is inappropriate to do? Inappropriate to I think to, that when a child when when a child is not fully developed and you don't fully develop until you're a teenager, I do not think that those are appropriate activities because it is a it is a fact. I mean, it has been proven. Physical therapists, that's what they're learning in school right now. We've been fortunate enough to have several work with us from here at UE. Like multi First of all, multi-sport athlete is best when they, when they're kids, right? Not focusing and narrowing in on just one sport for them, but also the overtraining later on, it really does. I mean, it's proven that it causes injury and burnout. I mean, it does, but injury more than anything. And it can also really prevent like their growth, their muscle development, things like that. They're not at a place well, where 
Look at, let's look at, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, no, 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 look at I don't agree with you 100%. I look agree with you 100%. But here's the thing. It's okay if you if don't. You, you guys have a good friend who still episode. listen to this and disagree with me, and that's, that's okay. We're going to be on No, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not about that. I agree with you 100%. But if you listen to the last episode, when Lane Kiffin tried to give a scholarship to a seventh-grade player that is right. 175 pounds, quarterback right. throwing 80-mile-an-hour fastballs, okay, right. you cannot tell me that that kid is not training, that that kid oh, cannot be wrong. Sure. I could be completely wrong. I'm sure. But and you know what? what? That age, kid may be your one in a million that turns out, you know what I mean, that he's ready to go. All right. So that's yeah. the thing. People, okay, what people about, about Damon Bailey? We talked about... We talked about Damon Bailey. Do you not think Do he's you, in the gym at, at Oh, grade? yeah. I guarantee he's he grown up. Yep. Yep. Now, I mean, okay. Oh, I okay. And we, I want to talk to, I want to talk to OMG for a second. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about gymnasts. What age do gymnastics, what, well, right. what age do they start training? Oh, little. I mean, little. Okay. Like, for the All advanced. Right. So, Sorry for okay, friends that so, are going to listen to this and disagree with me, but I don't think it's so, okay. I don't, I don't. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, gymnasts, they start training real early, like six, right. seven, right? So right. And, and you just... just that, no, 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 hold on. What, hold like on. six, seven, hold eight, on. right? <laughs> hold on, let me get to my point, son of a bitch. Well, I told you this shit was going to be good. Joe, so, you just, I, I'm actually trying to agree with you if you would just let me do okay. it. So, well, go ahead. age can influence growth and development. Did you not? It, it does. I mean, our I think it's like, right, makeup. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So, gymnasts that start at age six, seven, and eight. Do those right. girls not have lack of, like, hormones that they're, yes. you know, the girls that yes. are gymnasts, when they're 16, they don't have everything that they're developed, that they're supposed to be developed with. Am I right? So I, I believe, listen, I, and I can have gymnasts friends because I have really elite gymnast people here too so sorry for those of you that are listening I don't agree with your children's activities but yes I think that's correct and it so and, and I mean, as a gymnast, it, it, you peak really early but it's because what they have to be not have to be but they're known to be so small and you know whatever right I, think I mean I've never seen a gymnast with that. a decent rack I'm not go ahead and say that well, God, for women, for women that are, might be listening to this, I'm not, like, on that page, but, no, I I think that they're starting You to don't agree that. with I, me? I, listen, I don't, so I'm like, I have no room to talk, and I'm not a gymnast, so I have no excuse for it, like, well, genetics or whatever, but I think that, for the most part, that's correct. I think maybe that stereotype, like, if you watched the Olympics this last time, obviously, those awesome five girls, I think they kind of start to break that stereotype. But for the most part, yes, that's – but a gymnast peaks when they're 17, 18. You know, they're very young, usually, when they peak, you know. Because but but I think that gym. has a lot – I think that has a lot to say with for what you just said. Like, when you start training that young, it right. affects your body. Right. 
Oh, absolutely. And, and I yeah. think, and I think gymnasts are the the big like poster child for that. Like, right. When you start training to be a gymnast at five six, you're not gonna have the body that you would if you wouldn't have been a gymnast. I I 100% agree with that. I think I, but I think the question you guys are both missing here is, do you think that in order to be a successful gymnast and maybe look at the Olympics, do you or do you not have to start training when you were five or six? Like, can you just pick it up in high school and be an Olympic gymnast? I don't think so because it, by that, because that time you're, you're out of your element. Okay. If you pick up okay. gymnastics in high school, I think you're you've you've missed your time. Okay, so do you I will think say that being an all star, an all star running back to head to Alabama, you know, do you think that you have to start when you're maybe fourth and fifth grade or fifth and sixth grade, or do you think you can I, just pick it up your freshman year? I don't and think so. Be an all star running back. I don't think I don't so, think but I don't. Well. I don't think I think that most you of those just... athletes are like eighth grade, freshman year, high school, right? I mean, uh, for the most part, athletes that move on to like the collegiate level and even the professional level, the majority, and listen again, I'm not saying there aren't any that don't, but I think the majority of those athletes started later, I mean, for the most part, started later, like focused. Maybe I should say that. They focused later. Maybe they played Pop Warner football or that's what right, I it. agree with that. Whatever it's called, you know what I mean. So, but I think yeah, they, I got you. they didn't focus until they were older. To kind of to kind of go with your question, I don't think that if you are training to be a running back at the age of five, that you are are more prepared to be a running back at Alabama when you're a freshman in college than if you were just picking up the sport as a freshman. You so, ever, have you ever watched you ever watch videos of Michael Vick coming out of junior high going into high school or Frank Gore? Or have you ever watched have you ever watched on social media there's a father out right now that lives in southern Alabama and I forget his name or I would quote it right now. But he has his son at nine years old doing ladder drills doing seven-on-seven, seven and doing pick-and-pop, like pick-a-hole, hit-it-go type drills at nine years old. Now, and you know you know what I say to that? I say it's a crazy kid. In house. It, but, but here's the thing. If that, if that kid wants to do that, more power to him. Because but that kid's got a bigger drive. Do you think a kid that young knows? Do you think a kid that young knows what they want to do, or do they know that they want right. to please their parent and please well, their coach? I'm being real. I agree right. with that. I agree like with I've, you there. Because, I've counseled some because serious athletes that it was more about what mom and dad wanted, but when you're that young, right. you know that. I you know what I mean? That. You I get that. Me. I get that. Now, here's the thing, though. If Noah came up to me and he was like, hey, daddy, let's do this, I, I'm going to – do something with him to the best of my knowledge to help him get sure. better. But am I going to just say, hey, Noah, you're going to be a left-handed pitcher. Let's go out and throw 100 fastballs. No, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I agree like, with that. Like, if right. the kid, but, you know, I mean, I, I, Amber, I teach, or OMG, I teach nine-year-olds. 
Right, right. I teach nine-year-olds, and some of those nine-year-olds, they know what it takes. These kids are never going to be the makers. Stop. Go ahead, Huh? Ignore it. Go ahead. But I'm I'm saying, like, I teach those that age, and those kids know what kind of work it takes to be something special. Um, you think so? If one of my let's let's just say one of my fourth graders. You think that nine says, year olds know what it takes? We have an eleven year old here that that doesn't. I mean, she thinks that like the soccer is called the NBA, or <laughs> yeah, the soccer is called the NBA. And listen, she's a kick ass little competitor, and I'm glad she thinks that. I don't care what she thinks. She goes out and plays as hard as she can, and you know what I mean. Like, but, I mean, she doesn't. Okay. He's I think he's okay, I that, but listen, hey, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin this around full tilt right here, and I'm gonna blow everybody. This has been like right the longest high time with Hilly ever. <laughs> this is I'm, listen, listen, I'm not this, playing. Music this is where, where I'm going with this. We're like this going to extra going higher time right now. Hilly. Amber, Amber, oh, bag and Perk. I think we can all agree that nobody here like that like her OMG. I think OMG Perk and Teabag. I think nobody here likes LeVar Ball, correct? Yes or no? Uh, no. Okay, no. I think we can all agree none of us like it. Okay, LeVar Ball is catching shit because he started training his sons at six years old when they supposedly willingly wanted to play the game of basketball at six years old. Now, we said it's okay for gymnasts. And we've said it's okay for kids that if they want to play basketball, they can play basketball at a young age. Now, why is LeVar Ball catching so much shit for starting his kids out young? I don't think it has anything to do with that. He's catching shit because of the way he's acting. He's acting like a... Well, well yeah, okay. Listen, listen, I do think so. No, and I mean... I've heard one thing you said about his, him training his kids too young. No. It's all been about him being... Oh, I've heard... I, I've heard... No, I've heard multiple things. I've heard multiple well, things. I just heard the man speak to the chick that I like this morning, whatever her name is. But no, I, I have to tell you, I do think that parents... And again, like, I've, I've coached these elite athletes that, like, their parents are really nice people and think they're doing, like, the right thing that their kids, you know, quote, want this. But it really is more about pleasing their parents for the most part. When you're six, you don't, like, you should be going out and having fun, and if that's what you love to do, awesome. But, like, I don't think that a parent should be facilitating that. Maybe that's the way I should say that, because I think that then it becomes more about pleasing the parent. And I think that the athletes are just, there are some athletes that are just gifted. Like, if you look at the background of most players on a professional level, the guy that I like from South Carolina, most of those guys are just, like, come from nothing and are just hard workers. They're really hard workers, and they're natural athletes to get to that level. But they've worked really, really hard at the same time because of whatever they have inside of them. I think those are the best athletes that you have, period. They weren't out at at six years old running line drills and shooting 53 free throws and whatever else. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Damon Bailey. Damon Bailey. I think Jane and Bailey would tell you, like, that's what you do to turn and burn a kid. 
That's what you do to take a kid that doesn't if know. If Ryan Hill ever responds to this podcast, I'd like to hear his intake on it. Yeah, I'm like, I have a list of, like, good guests for you. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Hey, somebody, somebody sent me a message today and said, uh, hey, who's the guy from Washington that played for the Royals? And I... No shit. Ryan yeah. Hill. It was Kansas City, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... That's what I'm saying. For me, I think, like, it's important. Tommy John's surgery. You're talking about one in a million kids. Like, nine times out of ten, your kid is going to hopefully get some of their college paid for, and that's, like, going to be the extent of it, you know? And I think if you did get, you know, Ryan on here, some college athletes, friends of ours that we knew that were, quote, elite athletes, you know, Coaches that have coached them, I think they'd all say the same thing. Like Wait a most coaches, I think you're past the like, judgment that we're not elite athletes here. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly offended. <laughs> hey, hey I, I agree with Hilly you. Two, we're going to get Hilly together and Tommy John surgeries away from playing in the NBA. Listen, yeah, I, I agree with that by here. That and, I don't and, live in a household and, where we have kids that play sports 18 hours every week and like travel on every team and do all of this like i really am because you know you're what is he perk or whatever you call him popping with perk or whatever i mean he could be a we call him taco sports guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah whatever it is you call him but he's not i mean and i think that's what the most important thing is is like your kids need to have balance and they need to have their academics and they need to be kids and they need to have fun do you i mean do you follow me on facebook <laughs> My son plays. Have you read my book? Soccer. Have you read my book? Baseball. <laughs> bowling. That's hey, good. Listen, I, I mean, think we're gonna, we can all agree. My son. Hey, we can all agree. My son's going to be the next agree LeBron James. Agree to disagree. That's what's great about this podcast. Everybody can have their own opinion. So I got one thing to say because we're not coming to any conclusion is that was high time with Hilly right there. You are <laughs> welcome, brother. Like, That's that a hell of a high time. Hey, let's that talk shit about, could go deep. Let's talk that about our our gambling picks. Dude, I'm sure it's eleven I'm, something. It's almost midnight. You need to I'm shake sure. this shit up quick. We're going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I sure. Skip the picks tonight. I'm sure some of these games are over, but let's go through it. Uh, Cavs and Celtics. Celtics were. Uh, Given four and a half points. Perk went with Cavs. Hilly went with Cavs. Teabag went with Cavs. Over under was 220. Perk went with over. Hilly went with over. Teabag went with under. We, and... cleared it. We, 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 we cleared the spread by one point. It was the over? Was 120. The spread was 120. They scored 120. No. Uh, the spread was 220. 220. Okay, they scored 221. All right. Wow. Here we go. just the opposite of the night. Pins and Senators. Yep. Senators were given a point and a half. We all went with the pins. Over under with five. Perk went with under. Hilly went with over. I went with under. Uh, A's, huh. and Mar- A's and Mariners. Mariners were uh, a point and a half favored. We, uh, Perk went with A's. Hilly went with the Mariners. I went with the A's. Over under. Yeah, but that game's not over yet. Uh, over under, over under was eight and a half. Perk went with under. Hilly went with under. Teabag went with under. Then we did a series bet. Uh, Golden State with the Spurs and 
Cavs and the Celtics. Perk went with Golden State in four, Cleveland in five. Hilly went with Golden State in five, Cleveland in five. And I went with Golden State in four, Cleveland in five. It's a little different there. Yep. Yeah. So we all had the same results, just different games. All right. So that moves us into what's popping. Here's what's popping with Perk, people. Came across a few things tonight. I went a different route this time, so we're not going to be looking at all Twitter. Went to some uh, different avenues here. So, got about five or so. We'll see how it goes tonight. First one comes via Twitter. Facebook is a wild place. I just got done laughing at a picture. The next thing... I see a video of a homeless dog with no legs or a head. No head? No head. Huh. And I don't know where I got the rest of these, but they're not from Twitter. <laughs> I was waiting on the first line. I was too. <laughs> that was it, you jackass. That was it. Oh, I, yeah. uh, that's that's a hell of a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Proceed. <laughs> Gotta find out where I'm at now. You threw me off. <laughs> okay. This one comes from a. Um, I'm say this delicately. An African American woman. She says. <laughs> Oh, my God. Why did the Civil War have to happen? It'd be one less thing to study. Somebody replies to her, Nicole, it was to free the slaves. (laughs) 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 All right, and this guy, this is from a Facebook post. And the guy types in a status bar, ujiz.com. This girl replies, did you mean to type that into the address bar, but put it as your status instead? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's funny. That's funny. You got any more parts? Okay. Yeah, this is my last one. I I had trouble tonight. (laughs) As an airplane is about to crash, a female passenger jumps up frantically and announces, if I'm going to die, I want to die feeling like a woman. She removes all of her clothing and asks, is there someone on this plane who is man enough to make me feel like a woman? The man stands up, removes his shirt and says, here, iron this. (laughs) <laughs> That's what's Bob McQuirk, people. All right. That's a good one, Perk. Uh, so let's go this into... Except for that first one. The first one was a dud. 
Yeah, we were kind of waiting for the punchline. Maybe if you did it again on yeah. another day. Maybe a day when we're sober. Yeah. Yeah, bro. If you didn't get it drunk, you ain't getting it sober. <laughs> unless, my, unless my bosses listen to this, and I am. So think about it. If you're scrolling scroll, scroll through Facebook, right? And you well, see this I mean, post and you're just cracking up. And then your yeah, next it. post is like some kid dying in a foreign country that's starving with ribs hanging out. You know, it's like right. yeah. the, your emotions. I'm thinking what right. they were going for. But what would have been more hilarious would have been, like, was scrolling through Facebook the other day to see which family members were racist. <laughs> and all kinds of emotions. Went from seeing a happy family to seeing a dog with no legs and no head. <laughs> completely wanted to commit. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Anyway, I got... That was like a narration. Yeah, I'm like, what's that, uh, George Freeman? What's that guy's name? George Foreman? No. What's the guy's he name? He did the grill. He did the grill. Yeah, we... I'm not talking about that guy. What's the guy's name? That George Lucas? No, that's the dude that did Star Wars, wasn't it? Right. I George Clooney. I don't know, man. George Clooney. Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption narrated that. What's his name? That wasn't George. You lost the time. That was, uh, <laughs> narrated shit. Shit. Go ahead. I'll look it up. All right. While Hilly looks that up and probably interrupts my sports blog. <laughs> but here's uh, the local sports blog. Uh, All right. So, in a one-game series against the number two ranked U of L Cardinals. The IU Baseball Hoosiers climbed to a 4-3 victory at Kauffman Stadium last night. This brings their record to 30-19-2. They got an early run lead in the second inning and was able to hang on to that lead despite the fight from the Cards to overcome this lead. Each team recorded five hits, with U of L recording two costly airs. This victory over a top five team is the first and only of the season. As a matter of fact, it's the first since 2014, the last time IU beat the Cardinals. IU heading to a three-game series at Ohio State for the final series of the season. Let's hope them the best and a good run at the Big Ten Tournament. And that's the local sports blog with T-Bag. Hell yeah. How you, baby? Yeah. So, I mean, I know we talked about how they had the uh, that big opponent coming up at the end of the year. That, to me, kind of... Gives them a little confidence builder going into this last series with Ohio State. And not only that, but maybe even a little confidence going into the Big Ten tournament 
as well as the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that uh, that's a good win last night. Oh yeah, you know, four three win against the uh, number two opponent. I mean, shit, you can't do better than that. You can't do better than that. exactly right. That's exactly right. Perk, I know you're Morgan a huge baseball guy. Morgan Freeman, motherfuckers. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you didn't interrupt my blog for that one. I was I was waiting. I actually just now found it. Kept popping up Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. All right. So, uh, you guys have any comments about the IU baseball? Go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. We're closing in on the three-hour mark. Perk. Yeah. Hey, I will say, so I will say this, one Kyle Kruger. I don't know about that. Kyle, I think we've got one that's longer. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Kruger from Jasper High School uh, pitched against Penn State uh, Sunday, Mother's Day. Uh, went uh, one, was it one, earned, one unearned run, won the game 10-1, to one, uh, was the Big Ten freshman of the week. There you go, from oh, Jasper, nice. Indiana. No shit. Yeah, that's your local guy. Yeah. That's Cal your new area. New area, yeah. Not stopping grounds, but new area. So, right. That's pretty cool, a local guy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Local guy, I like yeah. it. I like How it. Do you? Yep. So. Park, is that... Girl of yours, she she clearly had something to say. I heard her. <laughs> he listen. He called me out there for it, but I have some great guests for you that would be like real like experts and fun to have on your well, show. I don't know why you're talking in the background. Speak up to the microphone, chick. <laughs> oh wait, oh here it is. Sorry, we are currently making grilled cheese sandwiches because that's well, where's what I was mine. Doing. That's what I was sitting in here waiting for when I was down the Ohio River. Yeah, when I was coming out. Um, yeah. Send it down yeah. the Ohio River. I'll go find it with my beer. I'll send the same picture I sent last time. I'm still waiting on that beer. Listen, boys, um, if we don't get this shit wrapped up and I miss work tomorrow, I'm going to be making real cheap sandwiches. So. <laughs> we need to get this shit going. All right, final thoughts. Hilly, give me yours. Final thought, if you're going to go three hours on a podcast, make sure you get the beers in 12. Uh, okay. All right, Perk, final thoughts. Final thoughts, sir. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My final thought is there's nothing better than a grilled cheese at the end of a podcast. <laughs> All right. This episode is brought to you by Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. <laughs> Alright, here's my my final thought. When it is 90 degrees at 9 o'clock at night, and you decide to do a podcast outside, the beer is going to be flowing. The beer flows. Do you have work tomorrow? I do have to work tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. But, uh, (laughs) so... So my it final matter is just our future, our future yeah. education. No, <laughs> hell no. Hey, the tests are done, man. So my final thought is, if you're going to do a podcast outside, I think that the beers flow a little bit better 
than when you're uh, in your basement. Because I'm looking at about two, uh, I'm counting roughly 14 beers for one podcast. And I've got to work tomorrow at early. So for those of you who don't have to work, fuck you. Your kids, are you teaching? (laughs) Early. Time out. What time is early? Let's hear this. Yours is early. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say yours is earlier than mine, I'm sure. I was going to say, I, I'm up at four, like, eating coffee grounds, trying to get awake, so. Yeah. Well, hey, four. listen, I still have to edit this shit. I still have to get it, po- I, I still have to get it posted onto our, uh, podcast website. So. It, it, it'll be a while before I go to bed. I hear so you. you got about I hear case you. I'm teetering. By the time this is done, I'm teetering on an 18-pack. What, what are you drinking? Yingling. Oh. Ditto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, second this final is- thought. It's <laughs> Friday Eve. It's Friday Eve. Hey. So... Second, second you know, final thought. Suck it up through tomorrow. You're fine. Oh, that's why I'm I'm here. I'm good. Second, second final thought. Uh, tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow's Thursday. So Friday, me and Noah are gonna be bacheloring it out, and we're gonna set up the. Uh, we're gonna set up his little tent in the basement. And we're gonna have uh we're gonna grill out and have a fire weather permitting. So anybody wants to join us, come on down to Louisville. Well, that put that like tent outside. Well, weather permitting. Weather permitting. Oh my god. Me and June is texting right now. Alright. So uh let's go ahead apparently Mia's texting, so let's go ahead and sign out. Let's uh Let's keep your hilly high, your perky Your grilled cheese hot. Your grilled cheese hot. Your, uh, what am I, tea bag full? Tea bag full, yeah. And your uh, beer cold. Amen. All right, boys. Hey, I'm going to hang up. I don't want anybody to cry about it, but I'm about to hang up. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>